This product contains strong language, intense violence, two dudes resisting the urge to make out with each other, and excessive discussions related to poop and wieners. The Tilted Casuals podcast is rated M for mature. episode 14 our uh, horror movie special extravaganza orgasmic orgy of spooky um okay have fun ah my favorite modern horror movie man probably if not my favorite definitely like top three it's super fucking good I will die on the hill that this movie is incredible. I don't give a shit what anybody else says. It's a it's a it's a masterpiece. It's it's a very it's uh, it's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's our generation's Exorcist. Honestly, yeah. People in 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 thirty years are gonna watch it, going like, "I don't get it. It's boring." And we're just gonna be like, "You just don't get it. You had to You're be a there. goddamn idiot, yeah. you Neanderthal." The movie is hereditary, yeah. by the way. Yes, it's hereditary. <laughs> if you couldn't tell by everything we said, it was kind of obvious, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, great. One of the greatest horror movies of all time. That can only be a certain few. Um, this movie is a slow burn masterpiece. Um, yeah. and it has and a it is ma- the- massive plot twist, like right in the first twenty minutes, which is crazy. With the sister, because like they oh oh yeah. yeah 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 just based off like I guess not really plot twist exactly, but based off of how they advertise the film. With her, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. and then that just happens so abruptly, and you're like, "Oh, yes. okay, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> well, we are. We, I mean, we've spoiled movies so far. We want to spoil this one too, just oh yeah, fuck it, go for anything. it. This movie's been out for long yeah. enough. Yeah, it's yeah, honestly. And again, we spoiled everything. If you if you really don't want Hereditary spoiled for you, don't don't listen to this next part. Yeah. It's so been five the little years. girl that's yeah, the little girl that's featured in the trailers and on the poster, yeah, she dies like barely halfway into the movie. Um, yeah. In a very grisly way. Um, it's so fucked. It's very fucked. It's essentially, the scene without context is the girl is allergic to like nuts or something. She eats cake with nuts in it, and her brother has to speed her away to the hospital. And uh, she like opens up a window and sticks her head out to get some air. And brother doesn't notice it and like swerves to avoid a deer or something. And. <laughs> His sister's head collides with a uh, with a power pole and just fucking takes it right off and just clean and it yeah. rolls and uh yeah it's and amazing it's just so uncomfortable because the the brother is like in shock he do, he can't believe what just happened so he just drives home he locks the car he just leaves the body in there and he goes to bed next morning happens he's awake in bed and he hears his mother scream it is the most haunting harrowing thing to ever happen it's and so it well acted oh, oh my god. god this it's is a one of the sin that tony Collette it's one of, did not get anything for this movie oh my it's insane god. 
Nowadays, whenever I see her in something, I'm just like, ooh, it's Tony Collette because she's wonderful in everything yeah. I've seen her in. Um, and this fucking the brother is one of the Naked Brothers band guys. Can you fucking believe that? Really? Yeah. Nat Alex Wolf, Wolf, I think, is one of the Alex Wolf. Yeah, he's one of the Naked Brothers band brothers. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's actually a really good actor. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. He's a because he's a a really invested method actor. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cool really little tidbits good. for him in this movie specifically. Like when he did the the face smashing scene on the desk, he actually like mm-hmm. really fucked himself up doing that. Like all wow. the blood is real. I I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Which that scene that that was one of the scenes that was in the trailer. They kind of like do like the quick jerk away before like it actually happens. But like mm-hmm. that scene's so weird because it's like he's in the classroom yeah. kind of zoning out and he looks at his own reflection and he like smirks at him and he just smashes his face into his desk and just breaks his nose and just bloods everywhere. And he yeah, just it's wakes up out of it and just starts screaming. It's it's crazy. This movie is just full yeah. of like really out of nowhere abrupt crazy shit. Yeah, the whole I had to through. watch this movie a couple of times and like listen to like a podcast analysis of it to really understand what was going on because it's a very subtle movie. It doesn't lay out everything and explain everything to you. It explains most of it, but there are still some questions you'll have at the end that require like another watch or something like that. But yeah. It's very well done. Essentially, what it is, is Tony Collette is the main character. She's a mother. She's, I don't know what it is with Ari Aster's and A24's movies, but all the main characters seem to have just really obscure jobs that you don't know how you're making a living out of doing it. She's like a miniature a, maker. <laughs> a miniature artist, yeah. Which, granted, her husband is like a, 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 a psychiatrist or something, so he's probably the main the main breadwinner, but, but like still. <laughs> yeah, it's like how, very odd. Yeah, but her mother passes away. Her, her funeral is the first scene in the movie. Um, and it's established that they had kind of an estranged relationship, but once she had kids, they kind of came back together. So there's this... It's The whole movie is a look at grief. That's kind of the theme that the director yeah. has said the movie is about. It's about grief. And this mother not really knowing how to cope with the death of her mom since they weren't super close, but it's still... It was her mom. So she doesn't really know what to feel. She doesn't know much about her mother either because there are so many people who come to her funeral that she has no clue who they are, but apparently they were really good friends with her mom. She just has no clue. Um, so the whole... The grandmother is a very central part of this movie and, like, what she was about and, and kind of what she did before she died. Um, God, where do I go from there? It's essentially, at its core, the movie is a demonic possession movie. Mm-hmm. Slash cult. Slash cult, yeah. It's, I'm going to try to sum this up, but by God, I'm not going to do a very good job at it. Essentially... Charlie, who is the who is the the girl who 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 gets decapitated by a pole, she when she was born, the grandmother is like a cult leader. Um, and when Charlie was born, she like did this ritual to have the demon king, uh, Paimon, um, inhabit the body of Charlie, which is an actual like it's it's a real folklore it's a legit sense (laughs) it's yeah like it's a it's a it's a quote-unquote legit demon like you can yeah yeah, payment's an actual like supposed deity um but because he's been inhabiting the body for so long he doesn't realize he's a demon he just thinks he's charlie and that's kind of why charlie has these weird ticks and stuff because he's not quite human um and 
the only way for Paimon to leave the body that he's in is through decapitation, is what I gather. That's why so many characters get their head, get their noggins chopped off in this movie, because that's the only way for Paimon to leave the body and possess something else. So, once Charlie dies, um, Paimon's spirit is set free, and he's able to start possessing other people. And that's kind of where the second half of this movie goes, is... There's almost this, like, ghost summoning subplot to it where the mother thinks that she's summoning Charlie's spirit. And in a way, she is, but it's actually Paymon's spirit, and Paymon just thinks he's Charlie. Yeah. Um, because he's been in that body for so long. So you think it's like, oh, they're summoning Charlie's spirit. But then he starts inhabiting different members of the family. And then just a whole bunch of crazy fucked up shit happens. He eventually inhabits uh, the brother's body, and the brother goes up in the treehouse, and there's a whole bunch of old naked people. It's really bizarre, but there's like a mannequin with Charlie's decaying severed head on it that they're oh, worshiping so as Paymon, <laughs> and that's when the grant the 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 um, one of the cult members explains a little bit, essentially saying, "Charlie, you are Paymon, and essentially we're going to worship you." So. That's as much explaining as this movie does. <laughs> and again, yeah. it took some rewatching and some and some analysis from other people to kind of piece together the other bits with the possession and the decapitation and things like that. Because earlier in the movie, it establishes that um, Tony Collette's mother was weirdly close with Charlie, um, and toward the point where she even like breastfed Charlie, which is which is kind of weird, but oh well. Mm -hmm. um, and it makes this it, it specifically mentions that she had wished that Charlie was a boy. And that's yeah. because Paymon prefers the body of a male. So that's why he eventually inhabits the brother's body, because that's who he's kind of been meant to be in this entire time. He just had to keep jumping bodies until he got to him. Yeah. Does, does this does this sound like I'm kind of... <laughs> Sounds like everything. we're on drugs. Yeah, it does. But oh my God, this movie is wild. It's really Even good. knowing it's definitely all that, a, you should... A movie, yeah, it's, it's definitely a movie, too, that you have to watch again. You mm -hmm. can't just watch it once. Like you have to watch it a second time because the second time you watch it, you pick up on a lot of like symbolism and little. Uh, there'll be like like physical things that are referenced like really early on that'll happen later. And like the second mm -hmm. time you're watching, it, you're like, oh, that's that symbol from before that was hinting like this is going to happen at this spot. And like that's what happened. Mm -hmm. There was like something with like the telephone pole, um, where Charlie gets her head knocked off. There was like a. Mm -hmm. I think there was like a marking or some shit on it that you don't really pay attention to till the second time you watch it because it's mm -hmm. something you find out about later and then you rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, but he does that with a lot of his movies, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. Ari Aster yeah, is very good at foreshadowing. Yeah. This movie is just. He has a way with opening films. He really does. Yeah. What I've come together. And even though this is a slow burn movie, it's still it's got some really creepy moments. Um, like oh, yeah. there's a lot of bedrooms in the dark and where like, it's almost a Mike Flanagan type of horror. If you know what I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background. That's not like you think you see something, but you're not quite for sure. And then you almost miss stuff until something moves in the background. It's very subtle. Like, like the mom that. just out of focus when she's on the ceiling in the one part. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> It's stuff that you almost don't notice at first, and that's horrifying. That's the type of that's like what Mike Flanagan does with stuff like Haunting of Hill House or um, 
Midnight Mass on Netflix. Those are fantastic, by the way. Go watch them if you haven't. But that's the same type of horror. It's not direct. It's not in your face. It's very subtle. It's You almost miss it if you're not paying attention. But it's really creepy. Yeah, for sure. So... But yeah, Hereditary, phenomenal. One of the best modern horror movies ever made. Um, I'm if it's not my favorite, it's definitely one of like my top three. Um, it's such a great movie, and I'm pretty sure we're not alone in that. I'm pretty sure it, it this got pretty good reviews when it came out too. Yeah, I, I think so. This was when Hereditary came out. A twenty four was really coming into itself. Like A twenty four would release a lot of really good movies after this. I guess eighty. Six. I'm gonna go up to ninety. I'm thinking low nineties, maybe. Ninety. Flat. Ninety exactly. Look at that. Why She's is the audio so score that fucking low? Good. I don't know. She That's surprising. Is. Her, her emotion, her emo, uh, facial expressions. She's just so a good the deterioration actor. of her like care and shit. Like her and Alex yeah. Wolf like fucking nailed everything in this movie. Oh the dad God, was really good scene. too. <laughs> Weirdly enough, he was. He was like the antithesis yeah. of them. He was Once, always like, super. <laughs> yeah, like he was. He was so kept together. And then, like the way he was able to like shift his mood, like acting wise, from when she starts mm-hmm. to get really weird, was amazing. Like he goes just from like trying to keep it together to just like over it, and it's amazing. Yeah, I think he's overlooked a lot. I'm looking up to see who that Gabriel Byrne. Byrne, yeah, he's Irish. Which, if, if you didn't know, Tony Collette is Australian. You would not know it because she hides that accent very well. His peeks out in the movie. A he little can, bit, yeah. You could tell tries to maintain it, but you can tell he has he's something. Yeah, I've literally... I haven't seen any of this stuff that he's in. He's in a lot of stuff, but I've never seen any of it. So, But yeah, he's excellent in this movie. You, you almost don't notice it because you're so focused on Tony Collette and Alex Wolfe. But like, if you notice him, he does a really good job, too, just because he... He's just the poor dad who's got nothing to do with any of this stuff. He's just kind of reacting to everything. But it's done so well. Yeah. I actually, uh, when when Mort visited, we watched this movie. It was his first time seeing it. Oh, yay. Shout out to Mort. Hey, what's up, buddy? Big chinned freak. Mm-hmm. Fucking Dane. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Next up, I feel, uh, I feel like this movie does not get as much appreciation as it deserves because I agree weirdly enough. Yeah. It's like on paper, this movie should just be like a terrible B rate horror flick that just like, Mm -hmm. it's like a living meme, but like the human centipede, (laughs) the first one, Oh, the second one too, actually, uh, it's genuinely, the second one is weird in a very meta way. Yeah. Yeah. Because the second one takes it as if, one of us watched this movie and then wanted to do mm-hmm. it. That's what it's based on. Yeah. It's like an obsessed fan thinks he can do this and he tries it. And I think mm-hmm. the second one, just obviously, it's, it's way more fucked up because it's it's a lot more involved and it's grosser. But like, it's a guy using just like makeshift tools. Where you like mm-hmm. in the first one, it's this like Nazi surgeon guy mm-hmm. who's doing this shit. So who's very smart, very intelligent, trained. Literally, this is his profession, so he knows what he's doing on his, mm-hmm. his test subjects. And then the second one, it's just like if one of us is just like, yeah, I'll go do this in my garage. No, I got yeah. a screwdriver. Um, but the, the second premise... one oh, is sorry. Uh, the second one is what I feel like people think the first one is like. 
Like yeah. you you hear the premise, the premise of Human Centipede, and you think it's this really disgusting, dingy, fucked up thing. When it's actually, it's very weirdly enough, it's very clean. It's very sanitized. It's not super graphic. It's kind of like Saw in a lot of ways. It's yeah, or Texas Chainsaw. People think of it being this insane extreme horror thing, and sure, the idea of it is really fucked up. But in actuality, it's not. It doesn't show a whole lot. It's not very graphic. It's it's a lot more thinky than people think it is. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's weird. Uh, it's it's definitely a horror movie at the at the root of it because mm-hmm. this is just probably one of the worst things you can ever imagine happening to you, getting your fucking mouth sewn to someone else's asshole, or being mm-hmm. lucky enough to be the front of the thing and don't have to worry about it too much. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 just three tourists who had really shitty luck. Which turns out to not even be luck. It was planned, where the psycho doctor has like traps laid out on the road to his house to have people break down so they would come to his house for help and abduct them and perform the experiments on him. Um, but it's a it's a surgeon who has this idea of wanting to <clears throat> connect your mouth down through your asshole <laughs> into someone else's mouth down through their asshole. And into someone else's mouth and out their mm-hmm. asshole, making like this this perfect trail of food digestion to see if it can pass through multiple subjects that like in one flow. Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, it's 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 honestly it's it's not as gross, gory, and like disgusting as you would expect it to be, because he's a trained surgeon, so he like meticulously goes through and plans these things out to have like the least amount of like pain and shit possible. Uh and to make the like the, the passage of everything flow as it you would hope it would. Um, mm-hmm. But then like when you finally get to like the, the, the human centipedes created and it's it's really fucked up because it's a Japanese guy is at the front of it. The only one who can speak, but he speaks Japanese and then two American females behind him. And they don't speak Japanese, so the only guy who can communicate, trying to tell them like he's 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 not trying to do this, like he doesn't know what to do, blah blah blah, and all this stuff. But they can't fucking understand him. And eventually, the dude has to shit because the doctor's feeding them all this stuff. And this this dude, God bless his soul, I don't know how, but he holds he holds his shit in for so long with all this like high fibered fucking food and stuff that this doctor's feeding him. And eventually, it gets to the part where he's like, I can't hold it. And he shits, and it's like it goes down into the first girl. She fucking throws up, and it it spews out the side. It comes through like whatever, and it, I think it I think at that point it stops. It doesn't go all the way through, but she chokes on her own vomit, and she's dead. So now there's a literal dead weight in the center of this centipede thing. With if you're ignoring the fact that they're trying to shit down each other's throats, imagine just being like just stitched any other possible way to three three people and the one in the middle is arguably the most important one is dead it's fucking dead weight in the dead center so now you also have the issue because you're stitched together of rupturing the stitches which would rupture your fucking asshole which you bleed profusely if anything gets ruptured over there and then it's also on your mouth so like they can't separate because they're all gonna die and now there's a there's already a dead person in the middle of you and you can't even understand what the fuck the guy in the front is saying it's it's crazy. One of the worst fates in yeah. any horror movie. It's terrible. 
and then uh i mean it ends with like i forget how they how they get in contact with like the police but like his house gets raided and everyone's dead basically i think the doctor gets like shot and the other like, the fbi guy or whatever gets shot and there's the part in the pool and all this stuff um but it's been a while i don't remember exactly how the movie ends but the the sequel picks up i don't think it has a happy ending yeah i think everybody just dies from what i can remember and then the sequel picks up where some joe schmo watched this movie and then wanted to do himself so he captures i I think he doubles it to like six people maybe like eight i think there's more than that i think it's like nine or ten yeah it's it's something absurd and to like do it himself but he's like makeshifting all these tools and fucking things like he's he's literally like chisel and nailing the people to each other Mm -hmm. like there's there's no cleanliness like no surgical precision like nothing it's like and people are like dying immediately um Mm -hmm. but he's this like really weird fucking gross guy you would expect that would kind of get Mm -hmm. his idea from it um but another one that obviously doesn't end well but interestingly enough when this movie was coming out uh when the it was very low budget still and uh trailer only launched on youtube and I, I commented on the trailer at the time when it came out that i liked the first movie and i was like really excited to see this and the director like replied to me and oh, we emailed shit. each other for like Fucking three tom months six? <laughs> yeah tom six he was emailing me for like three months on like the status of this movie and shit and i was That's so fucking wild yeah it was really cool <laughs> um but it's in black and white which is another thing that's kind of odd yeah, it's 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 really it's so different from the first movie in like almost every possible way. Like the yeah. first one, in a weird way, is very clean. It's very sterile. It's more. It's more like mad sciencey. Is like the whole film. Yeah, the second one is just straight up. It's dirty. It's filthy. It's more horrific than the first one. Yeah. It's again, it's what people expect the first one to be, but it's yeah. not. Because so. even the the main character, the guy doing it gross looking like he's fucking no, he's, always he's sweaty he's fucked up nasty fucking he's weirdo curve and he's yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. um the, the the dude who played the the doctor uh his name is Dieter laser which is the coolest fucking name ever um it's, he passed he's away cool in 2020 too did he yeah uh, that's a yeah he was 78 he died he died in 2020 Damn. rip yeah, Klaus Dieter Laser. That's like his Fucking given name. <laughs> he has such a cool yeah. face. Like it's so He was perfect for that and, role. Yeah, he, he, was, he nailed yeah. that shit. It was so funny. I was listening to the Dead Meat podcast on this episode, and James was like, Can you, you could tell he did not want to talk about this movie. He doesn't have a very high opinion of it. But Chelsea was like, wait, give me a second. This movie is actually kind of thinky, and I'm just like, oh my god, she's actually making sense. This movie is kind of intelligent. Yeah, the, the first <laughs> one definitely. It's so good. There was like some. There was the whole thing with like it being a German doctor, a Nazi doctor, and like the lead, the the the, the first sequence of the centipede being Japanese, and it yeah. like played on the relationship between Germany and Japan during World War Two. Yeah, exactly. And there was just a bunch of stuff like that that was like, huh. This isn't just like an exploitive movie. This is actually kind of saying something. It's and then it has like bizarre. the whole other symbolism with like America getting involved, quote unquote, with the two yeah. like, American tourists coming into it. But yeah, it's I I don't know. I think people it's, have like it, a, a distaste for it just because of the premise of it. But it's the first movie specifically is definitely worth yeah. watching. It's it's very like the second good. one and the third one are exactly what you think it what you think they are. 
They're just three is ex- awful. gross, exploitive, terrible movies. The first one is actually like a decent film. Like, is it yeah. fantastic? No, but it's. I it's, think I, I would still say two is worth chance. watching, but like three, no. They turned into like a comedy. It was really dumb. I hated three. Two made me uncomfortable, like in a bad way. I did not enjoy watching two, but yeah, that's, that's, that's just, just me. That's just because yeah. how fucking gross it is. But yeah, I guess might have been just, the point. <laughs> yeah. But the first one is definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's, it's not going to be very high on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so I'm going to sure. say, I, I feel like it's still going to be like a, like a 48, 55 That's kind of 30s or 40s, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking a little lower than that, but we'll see. I know, too, it's definitely going to be like it's a gonna, 20. It's going to fucking surprise us again. It's going to have like a 75 or something. 48. 48, okay. Right there. That's it's right. really not bad. You know. I finally got one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, two and three are fucking under 30%. Yeah. So <laughs> This one was just ridiculous. Because they turned it into like a horror film where they tried to do... It was like 300 fucking prisoners. Like, they, yeah, essentially. They like, they, they, Deer Laser is in that one, too. He plays like a like a, a, a prison warden who just can't control his prisoners. And so eventually he just decides to say, fuck it, and we're going to turn him into a human centipede. I hated it. Wow. But yeah. I thought people would have liked it more. I honestly, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that critics liked it more. 48% is not bad, honestly. Considering the yeah. content, yeah, I would say it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Insidious is one of my favorite modern horror franchises, whereas movies like Hereditary are like some of my favorite films. Insidious, for the most part as a franchise is one of my favorite modern franchises, especially the first one. Good God, the first one is by far the best one. The fourth one, the one that just, or like the fifth one, the Red Door. I think it's five. I didn't right? like it. Yeah, it's five. It's not It's not good. I didn't like it. Yeah, I, did, I really didn't like The Last Key. I haven't seen The Red Door yet. I heard it was really bad, but I'd still want to yeah, watch it just because Patty directed it, and I really wanted to. Yeah, just, I wanted to man. like it so much. because, And there were some parts of it, like, where I could tell, like, from Patrick's direction, I think he did a good job. It's mainly from, like, a like a writing standpoint. I didn't like it very much. But there are a lot of scenes in in, in uh, The Red Door that were like, ooh, that's really good, Patrick. Look good for you. Because we are, Joe and I are 100% uh, Patrick Wilson uh, stands. We will love I him love until the day Patrick we die. I love Patrick Wilson so goddamn much. He's so good much. in everything. Um, he's so he's so good in everything. Um, the only reason I, I kind of want to see Aquaman 2 is, is because of him. He's in it, so... He's a musician um, too. My man does everything. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, did you hear the 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 song that plays at the end of the new Insidious movie? The one the the cover by Ghost Stay. No, I haven't. It's got it's got Patrick Wilson. He sings in it. Oh, I heard about that. It's, Maybe it's I, really fucking good. Yeah, I fuck. Do do I don't. He's do you so like talented. Ghost? I don't even know. I do not. Oh, I've you tried. don't like Ghost? Okay. No. All right. I do like Ghost. Uh, you may not like this, like the song then, but it's it's a cover of like an '80s song, and it's got Patrick Wilson in it, so you you may still like it. But yeah, I might have heard it. But but... The original Insidious movie from two thousand and nine, I think two thousand ten, two thousand ten. Okay, yeah, so this yeah. is this was from James Wan and Lee Winnell, who, as we'll talk about shortly, created one of my favorite, another one of my favorite horror movies of all time, Saw. This was another franchise that they created. I think Lee Winnell had more to do with it. I think he was like the main writer behind it. I think James Wan may have helped produce it. Or did he did he direct? I don't know. I could be wrong. Insidious. James Wan did direct it. 
Oh, he did direct it. Yeah. Okay. So it is. It's the dream team. It's James Wan and Lee Winnell again. Um, yeah. and it's fucking scary, dude. Like, there it's are great. very few. There are very few movies that legitimately scare me. Like, obviously, I love horror movies, but very few of them actually scare me. Insidious, at least the first couple of times I watched it, was very scary to me. It, even to this day, if I watch it again, I would probably uh, have to watch it in the light or something like that. Because there's it's a the couple sound of... design. They were yeah. really, really smart with the sound design and like building oh my up God, in that movie. It's some of the best horror sound design ever. Um, but they're really well timed jump scares. Like jump scares can be really cheap in horror movies, but the way they're done in this movie are not cheap. They're very well done. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times they're timed with the sound, with 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 the, with the sound effects and the soundtrack. Um, the story is really really fascinating. It has to do with the concept of astral projection. Um, Patrick Wilson's young son has that ability to where when he goes to sleep, he can his like spirit can leave his body and go exploring. And this movie kind of deals with the concept of what if when that happens spirits can inhabit can can kind of take you can take your spirit and like hold it hostage to try to possess your body it's a really really interesting uh concept that i think is done very well in this movie yeah. um the the red face demon is terrifying he's such a cool design but it's such a scary monster um and i do like two and three i think are very good sequels because they keep introducing more iconic ghosts to this to this realm uh lynn shay's character is phenomenal i absolutely love her character um as the medium in this franchise she's um, great yeah she's so great i love how they kind of do the same thing with jigsaw where she dies in the first one but they keep bringing her back with like flashbacks and prequels and stuff it's great but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this this movie is legitimately terrifying um, there's that one scene where they're like at Patrick Wilson's mom's house and they're at like the dinner table and they're just having a conversation about what's going on. And then all of a sudden it cuts to Patrick and you see the red faced demon behind him. And it's just so sudden and it's just so out of nowhere. It gets me every single fucking time. <laughs> fucking Darth Maul looking bitch. Yeah. And the fuck when it gets into Patrick Wilson's character storyline where it's revealed that when he was a kid, he dealt with the same thing and why he doesn't like his picture being taken is because when he was a kid, whenever pictures were taken of him, there was that creepy old lady ghost in the background of every single yeah. photo. Dude, even just talking about it, I'm getting chills. That shit scared me so much. It's really well done, the ending of the first it's movie. It's so well done. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. this If you haven't seen Insidious, which it's it, it's a fairly well-known uh, franchise. I mean, it has, it has five movies in it. And for the most part, they did pretty well, especially the first couple of ones. Um I remember when the second movie came to theaters, I was working at the theater at the time and I hadn't watched it yet, but I went in when it was over to, you know, clean the theater. And during the credits, there's a moment in there where the soundtrack for the most part has been kind of subdued and light, but all of a sudden, all of the strings just come in like, and it's yeah. scared the bejesus out of me. Cause I was in Infamous there by insidious noise. <laughs> yeah. The insidious noise. That's exactly what it is. They love it. But oh my God. This movie is so scary. I, I love Insidious. Even though the last couple of ones weren't any good. Um, the last key was okay, but the red door was, for the most part, trash. I wanted to like a lot more because of Patrick Wilson, but it just it, it's not very good. Um, but 2 and 3, I think, are pretty solid as like horror movie sequels. Yeah. So. I don't know. I liked one the first and 2 one a lot. is definitely the better one. Yeah. 
Yeah. One and two I liked. Three was a movie. Four was a movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The ending I got, of three. I watch it still. Which I saw three in theaters, and the ending to it actually made me jump really, really high in, in my seat. So I remember that. I remember three being really scary, but the first one, oh my god. To this day, it's still one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. And that's kind of a kind of it's, it's kind of saying something. It's so good. I yeah, gonna do like another good. rewatch of the series so I can watch the red door. Yeah. In a while. Especially watching I mean, the first I, one. I haven't seen it in forever. Yeah, me neither. I've only seen, yeah, I haven't seen the original in a long time. Probably since I met Jessica and I watched it with her. That's probably the last time I watched it, so it's been a few years. But um, where do you think it's at on Rotten Tomatoes? I think it did pretty decently. I mean, it, it made money, so. But. Uh, I think it's decent. It's probably. Maybe well, 70s? 70, yeah. I was going to say 68, I think. Okay. Yeah, high 60s, low 70s. That sounds about right. 67. 67. Okay. Yeah, you're right oh. on the money. Yeah, the red door is a 38%. Last key is a 33. Yeah. Maybe last key. Yeah, the key first was one is I by far. Like. I forget which one is which. Yeah, last key wasn't very good. It was, was last the key one the, that... the prequel? Yeah, three and the last key were both prequels. Um, three kind of leads into four in a weird way because they both have Lin Shay, even though she died at the end of the first one. Okay. Which one focused more on the paranormal activity people? Give me one second. My wife just made a weird noise. I'll be back. Well, I think my house is haunted, so. Yeah, hey, buddy. That's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, Your defense, I heard something, too. I thought it was a cat. Oh, did you really? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was one of the cats or something. I don't know. I heard like a... I, that's exactly what I heard. Oh, my God. And Jessica, <laughs> Jessica was just sitting in the room reading. It wasn't her, so I don't know. She said she didn't hear anything, so. Maybe she farted. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but, yeah, okay. So, Insidious is not bad. It's a little bit... Well, what the fuck? What? Does your screen look normal? Oh, oh, there it goes. Oh, it just took forever for, like, all the colors to load. And everything was, like, black and white and fuzzy. It was really weird. Yo, you're going to die something, bro. I'm, I'm, yeah, seriously, I'm like, <laughs> I'm cursed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay, Insidious. It's, 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 I like it a lot. Um, I probably like it a lot more than, than the critics do, but... Yeah, so I think so too. It's a, if you're looking for something really spooky to watch, Insidious, you can't go wrong. It's very scurry. I like it. It's a good movie. Yeah. One and two. Plus it's got Patrick Wilson, our boy. Oh man, Patty him. Dubs, so, baby. Mm-hmm. Right. I had no clue for the longest time that he could sing. Like, and then my wife right. was like, "Yeah, he's he's been in Phantom of the Opera." I'm just like, "What? He's like classically trained." He's what really good in Phantom do? too. Yeah. <laughs> what can this man not do? Liana fucking loves him in that movie. Yeah, Jessica does too. All right, all right. Yeah. Let's let's keep going. All right. Next one is another movie that I stand heavily and i love it it follows uh which is about an std a sexually transmitted demon and it's super amazing. bizarre concept for a for a for a film but it, it somehow works yeah like the, the concept is so odd and kind of 
dumb in the long run, but like the the tension and just like that thought of you as the viewer wondering like did it work? Is it still there? Who's possessed currently? Like who's gonna die? Who's gonna fuck who? Like mm-hmm. all this shit. And it's just like that slow, never ending stalking from mm-hmm. like the previous person with like the demons that follow you because they stop at nothing. They don't give a shit. Oh yeah, um, no. Doesn't matter how long it takes, they'll 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 come for you. They will come for you, and you'll mm-hmm. come for them. Yeah, well, you know, literally. <laughs> but yeah, the, the 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 premise is just a a demon that is transmitted through sex, and then when you bang, you like transmit this demon to come find you. So it's just like a circle of just people trying to bang each other. And then also try to figure out an alternative way to not have to bang people. Because then you feel like an asshole. You have to trick people to think you give a shit about them. So you bang them. And then you leave. And then they get stalked by demons. It's mm-hmm. fucked up and weird. Um, it's pretty... It's a little bit too on the nose with like the message it's trying to convey. But like... It still works. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's creepy. It's like unsettling and weird. Because you're always wondering when the fuck is this thing going to show up again. Yeah. And there are some legitimately scary moments in this, like when they're in the bedroom and the dude just goes out of nowhere, just this super tall dude just comes walking into the room out of nowhere. It's yeah. fucking creepy. Because the demon things that show up are fucking weird, like gross looking. There's they're like really obscure. Some of them. Um, yeah, like they'll take the form of, of anybody so they can look super innocent, but sometimes they look bizarre, <laughs> like super yeah. tall, gangly dudes. There's just a straight up naked woman one time. Yeah, there's a and I think they were trying to figure out a way to, like, defeat the demon. And uh, they they figured the only way to do it is to try to, like, trap a person in, like, an impenetrable way, which is, like, basically impossible. But I I was reading um, (laughs) there was like an article of people just thinking of creative ways to permanently stop this. And uh, people came to the conclusion the best way to do it is to sleep with an astronaut and then have him go off to space. <laughs> like, yeah. The demons can't get over there. <laughs> like, It'll uh, probably find a way. It'll stow away on a ship or something like that. Or just wait for him to come down. They have to come down eventually. Oh, maybe he'll live on Mars. You never know. <laughs> start, yeah. start growing tomatoes on Mars. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I really like this movie. I saw it in theaters on opening night when it came out. It was like a day one physical purchase for me too. Um, I don't know. I was one of like the few people in my friend group. Actually, I think I was like the only one that actually liked this movie. Everyone else seemed to hate it because I thought the plot was stupid. But I don't know. I agree. The plot's dumb, but they somehow managed to make yeah. it fucking creepy and unsettling the entire time. Yeah. The thing is, they never explain it ever. Yeah. No it's... clue what this thing is or why it comes after people who 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 had sex but it never yeah. explains it at all. Cause it starts off with the main actress and like the, the, her, the guy she thought that they were like in love, uh, tricks her into, I think she was a virgin too. I don't remember. I think she, he like stole her virginity or some shit or was trying to, uh, but then he just like leaves her like tied <clears throat> up in like a underway, like an underpass. And he's like, I'm sorry. And he just leaves. And then that's where you <laughs> see like these fucking people just like coming out. And that's when you start to realize that, it was like a, a sex trick to have people mm-hmm. killed because they don't want to be the one to die. And that's the other thing that's interesting, too, is that 
um, if you sleep with someone and then they sleep with someone, they pass it to that person. If that person dies, the demons now go back to going after the, the previous person. So like, it's like an ongoing chain, but like if the people that get passed on to, they die, it's always going to come back to you eventually, even if you slept with someone else. Yeah. There's no getting, getting away from it. Yeah. There's like really no escape, which is another reason why I think this movie was, it was, it was pretty cool. They were, they, they figured out Mm -hmm. a way to kind of, you know, avoid safety. Yeah. It's really unsettling. And it ends in a very like non, 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 um, kind of an open-ended way like you don't know who it's coming after or yeah or anything because so they think they it's, they it's kind of left it. up to interpretation yeah but then you see like another demon thing like walking slowly like right before it ends so it's like all right well mm-hmm. that didn't work let's go after somebody it sure is um yeah so it's just did you very, like this movie very... yeah I, I i i appreciate it um it's the, the the idea of it is interesting, but it's still a little bit out there. Like, I would still, in a way, I appreciate how it just doesn't explain anything. But the part of me, there's a part of me that just kind of wants to know what it is and why it's doing this. So I do wish it answered a few more of my questions. But the concept of it is terrifying enough, and there are some pretty creepy moments in it. So, yeah, overall, yeah, I, I like, I, I do like this movie. Nice. That's good to know. Not alone anymore. Yeah. Um, it's super original, and I'm I I yeah. love original movies. So that's another reason why I liked it so much because there's there's nothing else like this. Where the fuck are you gonna find another movie yeah. about it? I don't think it's a demon. Exactly. Yeah, it's super original. It's not based on a pre-existing IP or anything, and that's well, I want more of those things. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think this um, one got. I'm pretty sure this one's in the 90s. Like it's this is a I don't remember. was really well received. I'm pretty sure. I think it's 85 from the throat there. I don't remember. I think 92. Well, all right. Give me a job. I selected a lot more than the audiences. Yeah, that's a pretty big uh, gap right there. 95, 95 for critics 66. and 66 for the audience. Yeah, that's a it's almost a 30 point gap. Yeah, that's a uh, pretty drastic. Yeah. It's almost exactly the same as this. Cool. <laughs> well, that makes me happy. Yeah, there you go, buddy. Hell yeah, dude. We are halfway <laughs> three hours in. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna need to we're gonna need to speed this up a little bit. All right. Um everything that we said about uh hereditary, we can also say about Midsummer, because it's by the same director. Yes. And it has a really cool death scene with the uh the two the suicide pack thing when they make the people oh. jump off the cliff and the guy Oh, that's brutal. bounces off his head. It's fucking mm-hmm. It's so brutal. Um so yeah, this is probably the brightest and most colorful horror movie you will ever see. It yes. entirely takes place during the daytime. It's springtime, there are flowers, there are people singing songs. But it's creepy as shit. <laughs> and again with um, the fucking intros, bro, like the way yeah, this movie oh my opens, God. what in the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it opens so with Florence fucked. Pugh's character, which, first of all, I adore Florence Pugh. She's amazing in this movie, and I love her in every, every other thing I've seen her in. Um, so that's that's already a plus for this movie. But it opens up, she's calling her boyfriend, uh, Jack Rayner, who he does a really good job of playing a piece of shit in this movie. I have to hand it to Jack Oh, Rayner. yeah. Oh, um yeah. And she's, like, concerned because her sister, who is known to have... I think she's got bipolar disorder or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. And like she made this cryptic social media post, and now she won't return her sister's calls. So, understandably, she's, she's upset. But Jack, uh, her boyfriend, is trying to calm her down, and her fr- his friends in the background are like trying to downplay because apparently Florence Pugh's character has been dramatic in the past. No one likes her. It's pretty clear early on that Florence Pugh and her boyfriend are they're going to break up at some point. They're not working out together. They're not really into each other. They're just kind of there. But they're going to break up soon. And pretty sure Jack Reader's character says that. I'm going to break up with her sometime soon. That it's just first group time. encounter is so awkward and like uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Because you this, know this, that they don't like her and she wants them to just kind of. And it's it's so uncomfortable. It's really well it's, done. Yeah. Oh, and the acting is, is absolutely great. Um, yeah. But then a few minutes later, she calls back. Just a fucking mess in tears. because, And then it jumps to back to her parents' house, her sister had committed suicide by, like, turning the car in the garage on and taking these big, long pipes and dragging them through the house and essentially taping them to her mouth so that she has no choice but to breathe in the fumes. But not only that, she also stuck some pipes under the door in her parents' room so that they also died. So it was a murder-suicide. Such a long oh like, my God. shot following everything too, and then you see the scene, and yeah. you're just like, "What the? Fuck? This is <laughs> it's super depressing, and it sets the tone for the rest of the movie." Yeah. Um, oh my God! Yeah, what an opening, Jesus Christ. Um, and yeah, the rest of the movie. Um, and of course, they can't break up now. What's he gonna do? Break up with her after her entire family dies? No, like. You don't like her boyfriend's character because he is a piece of shit, but you also feel for him because what are you going to do? That's a he's he's in a really bad situation. He can't break up with her at this time, even though it's clear that they should not be together. But he and his college buddies are going to Sweden to like first learn mistake. more about Yeah, first mistake. Why would you ever go to Sweden? Um they have good meatballs, but that's it. Um so they're going to Sweden with a, a, a buddy of theirs who is from Sweden to do some research for a college paper on this little village. Um, and Florence Pugh, who doesn't want to be left alone, goes along with them, even though no one wants her to go along because no one likes her, which is sad because who who does not like Florence Pugh? She's so cute. Um, I don't know. It's weird, man. This movie is so unrealistic because of that. <laughs> so lots of drugs are done in this movie lots of tears are shed because she's this is six months later but she's still clearly not over this and no one expects her to be I mean that's that's so much trauma she she will never be okay again that's pretty self-explanatory but um, yeah. it's still pretty soon after all this happens so she especially after doing drugs she can't really keep herself together a lot which again understandable I don't blame her one bit um her boyfriend tries her best to at least be not a complete shit ass and tries to be there for for her, but <laughs> you can tell he's just not into it. His heart, his heart's not there, and it's just like, dude, why did you let it get this far? It's 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 almost like a scene from The Office where it's just that <laughs> weird social un, uncomfortable social awkwardness that's just like this could have been avoided if you guys had just talked a long time ago prior to this, but now you've let it get this far, and it's just super awkward. It's basically like a three hour version of the dinner party episode from The. <laughs> just with a lot more death um, yeah. 
Yeah, so for the sake of time, I'm just going to fast forward. Essentially, this village is a cult. Surprise. Surprise. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the, my one complaint with this movie is probably that, I mean, not that every horror movie has to have some type of twist or big reveal, but you kind of saw it coming a while ago, you know, so it's not really a huge oh, surprise. a symbolic one, too, where they show, they literally have the plot panned out in, like, distant artwork pieces and shit throughout the film, which is pretty cool. Yeah. To pay attention to like after but yeah this yeah. is definitely it's like hereditary it rewards rewatches because you can see like foreshadows and stuff like yeah. every character's death the is entire foreshadowed plot in this movie. is in that one like mural thing at one point yeah in sweden it's like the entire events of the entire movie are just all laid mm-hmm. out in one painting which is pretty cool yeah. essentially this village has to sacrifice a certain group a certain number of people every 90 years or something so that their village can prosper. Standard cult shit. Nothing super surprising. Um, but that's not why this movie is good. This movie is good because of... Same thing with Hereditary. The atmosphere. The building up to things. The sound design in this movie is really excellent. The characters. The writing. All of it is so good. Um, it's surprisingly violent for a movie this colorful. Like, like Joe had said before. There's a scene early on where... In this village, whenever people reach a certain age, like 68 or something, they essentially kill themselves. But they frame it as, like, it's to unburden the rest of the village for having to take care of them. It's weirdly an honorable kind of cultural way to do it. Mm -hmm. But it's still kind of fucked up because they jump from a cliff. The woman dies on impact, but the dude survives. And he has to be put out of his misery with a giant mallet. And you see that skull getting crushed. You see Holy everything cow. in like <clears throat> yeah. very realistic fashion as well. It's very visceral. Yeah. If if you're uncomfortable with gore, this there's a lot of movies on this list you shouldn't see, but this movie absolutely. Um one of the characters um is as a how do you what's the what's the phrase for people doing a blood eagle on you? Is that how you would say it's, it? <laughs> is there one character that's blood eagled? I love they that get bloody, scene. Bloody it's such evil. a fucking disgusting, oh, so... gross, ritualistic death that I think is it's it's fascinating from like a history perspective, and it was really cool to yeah. see it. But it's it's for those of you who don't know, a blood eagle is when the back of a person is opened up, like split open, and then the lungs are removed, but they're still attached. So you could conceivably survive for a little bit in that state. It's horrifying. It was an ancient torture and execution method done since like the Viking Age, I'm pretty sure. But it's done to a character in this movie, and it is horrific. Um, You don't see it happen, but you see the aftermath of it, which is horrific enough. Um... One character is killed and then skinned alive and or not maybe not alive, but skinned and one of the one of the villagers wears their skin. Um it's just very horrific things that are done to them. But you don't ever see like the actual violence, you only ever see the aftermath. Like the character will disappear for a while and then you'll see what happened to them later. It's 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 that kind. Um Have you seen uh Bone Tomahawk? No, I have not, but I've heard it's gnarly. Yeah, I think that movie still has the most fucked up death scene, like ever <laughs> oh really oh do tell i forget that it's a it was a, it was another like historical um like, torture <clears throat> death mm. uh but the movie in general you have to watch it, it has like patrick wilson's in it sid Hayes, oh sweet say no more kurt, kurt russell like all these people oh shit um, but the guy and you watch it it's uh, they get like a Cause it's a, uh, it's like old Indian tribes or some shit, and they're all like cannibals and stuff. And the one guy's like hung up in a cage, being like tortured, like you know, whatever. 
And then when they take him out to kill him, he's upside down, butt-ass naked, legs in the air, being held by, you know, up, so his legs are completely open, ass dick out, and they get uh, a handsaw with two people. Oh, no. And they go from crack fucking down to his head and just... Oh, <laughs> God. And you watch the whole process and you watch the oh my opening God. of the half body and it's 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 rough it's very oh great. man i have to see this movie now <laughs> it's it's a really good movie it's weird it's like a horror western paranormal cult oh that's crazy thing but yeah pat patrick wilson's in it kurt russell's in it oh fuck yeah um, man i have to watch that. david arquette's in it what the fuck <laughs> yeah it's Jesus crazy. Christ, like, yeah. Matthew Fox. It's it's got a lot. Oh, and fucking um, Jenkins. What's his name? Oh, From, Richard Jenkins. Yeah, he's in it, too. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That's a stacked cast. Holy shit. Yeah, it's nuts. That's insane. All right. Um, but anyway, I just before another, another movie. Yeah, torture topic. yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll get back to that here in a little bit. But yeah, Midsummer. Very, very good movie. I don't think I like it as much as Hereditary, but it's it's still yeah, up there. Same. It was a yeah. one and done for me. I enjoyed it, but I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. It's not. A, it's it. definitely not a movie you would need to rewatch like you would Hereditary. It definitely does reward at least like a second watch through, but it's much more straightforward than Hereditary is. You, you're you don't really have any questions at the end of it because it pretty much lays everything out, which is fine. But coming yeah. from Hereditary. It's almost like Jordan Peele. I don't think Ari Aster is going to make another movie as good as as Hereditary is. That's fair. Yeah. But that being said, I still think Midsummer scored pretty high. I'm going to say somewhere in the 80s. I think yeah. like 85, 86. Feeling 88. <clears throat> Midsummer. 83. 83. Okay. Yeah. Respectable. It's it's a very good movie. It deserves that. This is a weird scene, too. It is, man. Ugh. Every scene is a weird scene in that movie. It, yeah, it's a bizarre movie, but it's very good. Okay, this for the longest time was one of these, probably the scariest movie I had ever I have ever seen. I I saw it after American Werewolf, so I don't call it my first horror movie. But this is the one. This is one that really stuck with me for a long time. It's Paranormal Activity, the original one. I know they made like a billion sequels, and they kept getting worse every time. But the original. I don't even know when this movie came out. 2006, 2007, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. I was something like that. Still. Yeah. I think. This shit was bananas level scary. It's. Yeah, 2007. 2007. Yeah. Um. It's it's kind of a found footage movie, but instead of it being like hand cameras and stuff. It's a lot of security cameras. Uh, this couple sets up cameras in their house to record some paranormal activity, and it is chilling, some of the stuff that they capture. Um, particularly the stuff in the bedroom. Like, there's <laughs> a, it'll, it'll range from small stuff like shadows going across the door to straight up the woman getting dragged out of bed by an unseen presence. Just talking about it right now, I'm getting chills. It is... I have not seen this movie... In probably oh, since it came out, probably, but it is still. I still have those scenes in my head. They are. It was so scary at the time, and I'm sure if I watched it today, I would still be 
fucking terrified. It's the paranormal stuff does creep me out. Uh, I know some people are more scared by like real life stuff. Like my that's my wife doesn't like the real life kind of stuff. That's why she doesn't like the Saw movies because it's not paranormal. It's just people doing stuff to other people. Mm. That's weirdly enough, the stuff that gets me is the more paranormal stuff like this. That's why I like Ghost Adventures because Ghost Adventures, as cheesy as it is, it legitimately creeps me out sometimes. Um, and this movie is the same way. I. I absolutely know it's fake. I don't necessarily believe in this stuff, but it's the idea of it just creeps me the fuck out. So That's with fair. this movie just being pure, there's a ghost in the house and it's doing stuff. Ugh. It, it wigs me out, man. It's so fucking creepy. And I haven't seen this movie in forever, but I'm sure if I watch it again, I would be just as creeped out. So I fucking love this movie. I think it's, I think it was done to death, just like every other horror franchise that's ever been made for the most part. But the original, when it came out, oh my god, it was, it was a sight to behold. Yeah, I so. I enjoy it. It's a it's a franchise that I I like all the way through. It has its, its duds here and there. There's I think there's like mm-hmm. six now. Um, it's a bunch. One's definitely the best. Uh, mm-hmm. The recent one was really dumb though with the the Amish. Oh yeah, it looked dumb. Yeah, it was it was not good. Um, I like one and two. It's another movie like the the original Halloween where the sequel picks up literally like right there, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It'll circle back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It continues from there, which is nice. Uh, but beyond that, I don't think the series is really worth yeah. watching Yeah, the first anymore. two are, are, are good. So, But I have yeah. no clue how they did critically. I know they made a ton of money because they kept making them, but I honestly have no clue what they did critically. So it's a shot in the dark. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Three is okay. It has its moments. I remember, I think we saw three in theaters, and I was still young enough to where I would still dress up for Halloween, and I went as Billy the Puppet that year. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. I th- oh, we yeah, went see? to a big-ass... Three is good. 83. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, look at that. Well, three I was going to say 75, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, after four, they just went to subtitles. The marked ones, the ghost dimension, and next of kin. Yeah. There's seven. God. It just kept pumping those puppies out. I always forget about this one. It's so bad. Like, Marked Ones is... I mean, 15%. I, I, yeah. I liked it more than I remembered liking it. Uh, I don't think it's this bad. This one should be this low. Uh, this one's... Uh, wow. It should both be, like, under 20. Um, four is whack, but yeah, three three was pretty good. 83%. Another cool yeah, thing is they, they play themselves, which is another pretty neat thing. I don't think yeah. they do it for the all of them, but I know the first three they do. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which it's very cool. Because it, it, but yeah, it, it's... it was just like another thing to solidify like the found footage thing if they're just playing themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they play, yeah, that's why they had such weird ass names because it was their names. Mika. Mika. I, I've never heard it pronounced that way. But yeah, if you haven't seen Paranormal Activity, especially the first two, I highly recommend them. If you legitimately like there's there's several different types of movies to watch during Halloween time. There are movies to watch because they're fun. There's movies to watch because they're gory and violent. And then there's movies to watch because you legitimately want to be scared. And that's Paranormal Activity. It's pretty good. I do enjoy it. All right, this next one's you again, my friendo. All right, so 
I debated not including this because we've kind of already talked about this franchise before, and it's it's based on the video game, so it's almost like, does it even count? But at the end of the day, I went ahead and added because I wanted some more uh, recent films on this list, and I think out of the ones I picked, this is probably the most recent. It's Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, the new Resident Evil movie. Um, we've already established in the past that I do like this movie quite a bit. Um, it's, it's far from perfect. It has problems, but I think for what it was trying to do, make a faithful adaptation of one of the greatest horror games of all time, I think it does pretty good for the most part. Um, and as a horror movie, it's, it's decent. It's, it's definitely not scary. Um, but it does lean more into horror than the Mila Jovovich action movies do. There's more slow paced zombies in the dark action with this movie. Um, definitely not the whole way through, but it's got a sequence here or there that that's, that's, that's pretty effective. So, we've already talked about this one before, so I won't say much more about it, but I did at least want to add on the list because it does more for horror than, than the other Resident Evil movies did. That's fair. I agree with it. It's a fun watch, too, which... Yeah. It gets a little too much hate, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it, it doesn't deserve all the... All the it, I know it's going to have a low Rotten Tomatoes score, which I don't agree with. I think it's... Oh, yeah. In my opinion, it's definitely like a solid 6.5, 7 out of 10. But I think Rotten Tomatoes is probably going to be somewhere in the 50s. Yeah, I'm feeling like 38. Oh, 30, oh, God. Audience score looks good. Audience score is about. Yeah, that's that's about where I would, where I would put it. So I'm, I'm, I'm OK yeah. with that. But yeah, critics, critics didn't like it. But I think the average Resident Evil fan, I think, would be happy with it. Especially compared to the Mila Jovovich movies, I love, but I absolutely they're garbage. <laughs> um, so but this one, I actually do sincerely like. I, I like the direction he went with it, and I could tell that it's it was a passion project. He really tried to make a good Resident Evil movie, and I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's like what we said the last time we talked about it, where he just he bit off a little bit more than he could. Shoot. Yeah, trying to, to do too much out. in one movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Spider Man Three effect. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so this is Ringu. It's same kind of same situation as you with Resident Evil, where I didn't really feel like I needed to add it, but I kind of wanted to just to give it more recognition because I really sure, sure. It as, a, as a horror movie, and I think uh, foreign horror needs more eyes, especially <laughs> Asian Asian horror because they're <laughs> eyes fucking obscure. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, this is the just the original version of the Americanized The Ring with Samara and the videotape and all that stuff. Um, I just think it because it's it's from the late 90s. Like it's like 99. It just has that like. B rate, shitty, gritty kind of feel to it. And I think just mm-hmm. like being in its native language makes it a lot more enjoyable. And I prefer it oh, over yeah. the American version, even though the American version, I guess you can argue is. Better just because it's higher budget, better production value mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But just I like the gritty and just like shitty film feel <laughs> to, to the original one. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's it was fairly well received. I don't remember. Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm going to guess like 78. 1998 it came out. Okay. 98. Holy fuck. Wow, look at that. Damn. All right. I'm cool with that. Nice. 
Now we have your your two babies. Yay. So I won't spend a whole lot of time on these because I have talked a shit ton about them, but they're some of my absolute yeah. favorites, so I had to include them. And I know with Final Destination, we did the I kind of talked about the entire franchise, but I felt like these two especially deserve individual attention. We have the original Saw from 2004, and we have the most recent film, Saw X, that came out like a month ago. So we'll we'll start with the original Saw. This is this was where James Wan and Lee Winnell, who made Insidious, this is where they got their start. They made this fresh out of film school with a million bucks and like 18 days. That's it. I've talked in the past about how much I love this movie because of how it was made. Um, but I also just love it from a horror movie standpoint. Um, my wife absolutely does not like this franchise because, like I've said before, um, real people and real situations like that really scare her because they could actually happen. Now, I know... It's going to be a lot harder for people to, to make things like this that Jigsaw makes, but still, it's it's not paranormal. So this doesn't scare me, but it would scare my wife. However, I love the story, the the, the concept of this, of a serial killer who who has a moral code. He's not just a mass moralist killer like Jason Voorhees or, or Michael Myers. He's just an old man who has this fucked up code that he lives by. And he, Jigsaw has always been the most fascinating characters in these movies. Even when he's been long dead, he's the most fascinating character in this franchise. And just why he does what he does and the methods that he uses to try and quote-unquote teach people things. These insane contraptions that he just builds out of steel um, and just these situations that he puts people in to literally fight for their lives... He's like the one serial killer who, for the most part, he wants people to survive. He doesn't want people to die. He wants them to fight for their survival because that's what's important to him, that people don't waste their lives, that people don't lose that will to survive. Because to him, society has become soft and um, just don't have that will to live or that will to survive anymore. Now, that's not an excuse, obviously. A lot of people's problems with this movie is that his moral code doesn't make any sense, and he's a hypocrite about it. And, like, yeah, that's kind of the point. It's kind of like, it's like how people try to poke holes in Batman by saying that he's he's crazy. And we're just like, well, yeah, that's what makes him interesting. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Jigsaw's methodology and his morals are fucked up. That's why he's interesting. You know, I don't know. It's It's hard to explain, but... And as we've established before, I'm a gore hound. And even though the original Saw doesn't have nearly as much gore as people expect it to, the sequels just ramp it up. They become bloodbaths by the end of these movies. But the original is actually kind of tame. Um, it's the easiest one for my wife to watch because, for the most part, there's no gore in it. There's just the dude getting his leg sawed off. That's pretty much it. Um, it doesn't show the effects of the reverse bear trap. Um, it doesn't really show the effects of the dude in the razor wire maze. Um, it doesn't show the dude, the after effects of the drill chair. It doesn't show any of that. It doesn't show the dude, Detective Singh, with his head getting blown off by the shotgun. It just kind of shows neck down blood. So it's actually very tame, which makes sense because they couldn't afford a whole lot of special effects anyway. So yeah. they couldn't have afforded CGI or prosthetics or anything like that to go all out with this. So... I just love this movie to death. I've talked about it before, so I 
I'll I'll stop now. But it, it's no surprise that I absolutely love this movie. However, it for the most part, this movie hasn't been um, critics have not been kind to this franchise. Um, before Saw Ten came around, Saw was the highest uh, rated film in this franchise. And I don't have to guess because I know what it is. It's at a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, or at least it was last I checked. Um, the first one? Check again. Yeah, yeah. Saw was at a 50%. Unless that's changed in the last couple of weeks, but that's what it was when we looked it up before. But, yeah. Yeah, right at 50 Audience score, Audience is, score is high, though. though. Yeah, people love this movie. Uh, I'm obviously myself included, but dude, the twist. You can be watching this movie, and even though, you know, you can halfway through, you can be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is fascinating. I don't know if this is, you know, this is for me, but it's 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 kind of it, interesting enough story to where you want to see how it ends. But then how it ends just blows you the fuck away. And then the music no kicks one, in. It's so good. Oh, my God. One of the greatest endings to a movie ever made. Yeah. It's something. We've spoiled everything else, but even then, I still don't even really want to spoil this because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. If this podcast gets you to watch Saw for the first time, yeah, sure, we've spoiled all the other movies on this, but I really don't want to spoil this if you haven't seen it. Because if you've gone this long and has and you have not had Saw spoiled for you, I implore you, go watch this movie before you get the ending spoiled for you. Because it's hard to watch this movie again. I It's just like Cabin in the Woods. I wish I could wipe this movie from my memory and watch it again for the first time. Because I remember the first time I watched this, and it just blew me away. Shit my brain. When that ending happened. Yeah, for real. I shit my pants. It was it was wild. So this movie is is phenomenal. I know it gets a lot of, especially with the sequels, it gets a lot of bad rap. People just, just disregard it as, you know, torture porn. It's, you know, nothing but violence. And sure, the sequ- for a lot of sequels you could say that, but the original one was just this really fascinating movie that was put together with barely anything by just a couple of people who had an interesting idea and wanted to make a movie. And I respect the hell out of it for it. And now mostly James Wan and Lee Winnell have excellent careers. Um, James Wan has directed some hit and miss movies. Um, Malignant though by James Wan is great movie. Um, I highly recommend Malignant. It's such a good movie. It's so crazy as bizarre. shit. <laughs> it's crazy as shit, man. But Malignant is so good. That's another movie where if you haven't been spoiled on Malignant, go see it because you will not see the ending coming. Um, but Lee Winnell has had a phenomenal career. Um, he directed, he wrote and directed Upgrade a couple years ago and also more recently the Invisible Man movie, both of which are fantastic movies. I thought um, to watch the new Invisible Man. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, dude, it's so good. I could have put that movie on this list, but uh, it's like the only left... successful Universal reboot <laughs> for real, yeah. And Lee Winnell wrote and directed it, and he's he did such a great job. Upgrade is less is is not a horror movie; it's just more straight up action, but it's still a phenomenal movie. With uh, Upgrade, um, go see it. And Lee Winnell wrote and directed both, so he has an excellent career ahead of him. But he got his start writing and act and quote unquote acting in Saw. Um, <laughs> He always gets a pass because people know that he wrote the movie. He he wasn't an actor; he was a writer. But he kind of did he, he did it for budget reasons because he couldn't afford to hire an actor. So his bad acting in the movie always gets a pass, but it's always really funny. But yeah, so years later, we have the tenth film in this franchise, 
Saw 10, more lovingly referred to by mostly me and Joe as Socks. Socks. This movie is... Saw... The original Saw is usually my favorite one in the franchise for obvious reasons. Saw 10 nearly takes that spot. On some days, it probably does. This is... And again, I've said this before, I went on a Saw Rampage a few episodes ago, so I won't talk too much about it, but this is absolutely one of the best movies in the entire franchise. And, spoiler alert, it is the highest rated film in the franchise. It actually has an 80... A good leap, right? It's pretty... Yeah, I think it's like a 79 or something like that, or low 80s. 79. 79, yeah, so... It's the best performing one critically by far, 89%. Yeah, critics and, and audiences really, really like this movie, and I'm so happy to see it because it's about time that Saw got a really legitimately good movie. Um, and again, I've talked about it before, so I won't beat a dead horse, but it's an excellent movie. Um, yeah, I'm very happy we have a good Saw movie. Hell yeah. I gotta watch yeah. it still. Soon. <sighs> I'm so excited for you to see it. Hell yeah. So, but yeah, if you're wanting more in-depth as to why Saw 10 is excellent, then I think just the last episode was the um, the one we recorded right after I saw it, so you can get my full thoughts on that. But yeah. it's excellent, and I wanted to to differentiate it from the entire franchise just because of how good it is. Even though I love the original Saw, it's mainly just a, to me, it's an excellent movie, but it's not like universally by by critics and stuff, but Saw 10 is the one that it's legitimately lauded by critics and the audience as a good movie. So I wanted to shed some more attention on it. So that's fair. Yeah, under such a good movie. Excited to watch it soon, and I'll just find it somewhere. Alright. Next up. <coughs> We have, which a lot of people tend to recognize as their favorite horror movie, uh, is The Shining, the Kubrick version, not Stephen King's trying to fix the disaster of the Kubrick version version, um, which a lot of people don't even know exists that Stephen King wrote. And I, I don't remember if he directed it. I think he just wrote and produced a different version of it that was more in tune with the novel. Yeah, it was like a TV movie, wasn't it? Yeah, they did the same way they did with It, where it was a TV like mm-hmm. collaboration. Miniseries or whatever. Yeah, um, I haven't seen that one. I've only seen clips of it. And it definitely does follow more in tune with like the book. Uh, even though I feel like some, some aspects of the book don't really translate well into a film adaption, so I feel like some of the things Kubrick had going or interpreting stuff was, was good. But after mm-hmm. reading the book, the main premise of it, I feel like, kind of gets lost from his film version, especially with, with Jack himself, which is, uh, you know, the main point of the story, uh, where in the movie version, he tends to make Jack seem like the bad guy, where it's like a full-blown possession of like the hotel, and he's just like, whatever, and he just turns into a sociopath. But in the novel, he's actively fighting back against all these urges because 
it's more about his sanity depleting. And I feel like the movie tried to get towards that, but then it ends up just being like a possession. Um, Mm -hmm. But the book, it's the hotels like getting into his head and stuff like this. And he's like slowly just turning into uh, like someone that's not himself. It's someone else from like the hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's also self-aware where he's fighting like a battle back and forth with himself to save his family as opposed to give in to like the thoughts that are going on in his head and just like, you know, kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why in the book he fucking lets the, the boiler reach mass critical level and explode, uh, which is pretty cool. And I think it was in Dr. Sleep mm-hmm. the where they utilized that scene as the, yeah, I think so to the, to the, the overlook, uh, getting destroyed. Um, it was really well done, though. The movie itself is a good, like, a standalone horror film. I feel like it would have been a little better if they didn't call it The Shining and try to kind of separate itself just because of how drastically different, like, the premise is. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, Nicholson's phenomenal in that movie. Uh, oh, yeah. The acting is, is mostly just him. Everyone else is <laughs> kind of bad. They're just kind <laughs> like, of playing along. Yeah, yeah like... I I can't get mad at Shelley. I I always like yeah. I always like Shelley Duvall, so I, I've got a soft spot for her. But she it's, also from what I from what I can tell, Stanley Kubrick was kind of a terror to to work under. So. She she was tortured like in that yeah legitimately. That's she why was. she if you've seen like interviews with her like down the road, she's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but he like forced her to smoke three packs a day or some shit like all this weird fucking Mm -hmm. mental shit for like no reason. Um, But one thing that the film uh, does really well that always stands out to me is the, the, like the opening, like the the, the panning shot when they're finally getting to like the overlook. And Mm -hmm. it's a really like the music, like the, the the shining theme song from the movie kicks in and it's like that pan out of them just like driving Mm -hmm. up like the winding hill. It's, it's a really cool, like monumental scene. Um, But yeah, the, the the movie itself is really good. I feel like it's more enjoyable if you don't read the book and just leave it as it is. Uh, right. Which unfortunately is the exact opposite of what happened for me eventually, like a couple of years ago, and why Stephen King hates it with a burning passion. Um, <laughs> but all in all, it's it's definitely worth it. Uh, I know it's highly acclaimed. People really like this movie. Um, I think most of it is just because of Jack Nicholson, to be honest. Um, yeah. Because he has amazing I, I love Jack lines. Nicholson. He does. I love Jack Nicholson, and I absolutely yeah agree that he's the reason this this movie is so acclaimed. But I've never really been a Shining guy. I've I've seen the movie, but I've just never I never cared much for it. I'm not for sure why it is. Why that is? Yeah, it's I don't know. It's it's not too bad, but yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, I, it's I literally don't. Just, it's just it's, Nicholson. Yeah, I just it's just not it's just not for me. I definitely agree that it it deserves to be called a classic. Like I I understand why it's so well regarded, and uh, again, especially with Jack Nicholson's performance. But me personally, I've just I've just never been a, a fan of The Shining very much. That's fair. I feel like it it, it would be better um, if everybody else could act. <laughs> like everyone just <laughs> seems so awkward, and I don't know why. Yeah, Jack Nicholson is that movie just fucking carries that a whole goddamn hotel on his back it's amazing mm-hmm. uh but yeah wow. you know all in all it's 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 a good movie it's 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 fine um i know it's highly rated so 
Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Probably like a 94, 95. Probably. Like yeah. Maybe high eighties, but I'm pretty sure it's in like the top, like 20 on IMDb. And honestly, my, my dislike of Stanley Kubrick may have a lot to do with my feelings for this movie, too. I just, I get it. He's a he's a good filmmaker, but he sounded like he was just a shitty person, so I don't really That's all I've heard, Kubrick. too. I've heard he's just a fucking dickhead. Yeah. and it I sucks. Don't, yeah, sure, filmmaking is an, is an art, but you, you don't have to abuse your cast and crew to get a good movie. I feel like if you have to do that, you're just not a good director. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that. Which is wild because he has such Hot good take, movies maybe, under but... his belt with like a Clockwork Orange, Space Odyssey, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I don't know. Now let's get to a real horror classic. Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. So I unironically love this movie. Um have you seen it? I do I do like it. I was hesitant, yeah. but I was forced to watch it at one point and then I ended up actually really liking it. Yeah, it's it's a horror musical, which 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 is wild. I'm sure it, it's based on an old Broadway play, so I'm sure this isn't like a, like a big surprise. But a, a lot of people may be surprised to know that this it's, it's a legit musical that was on Broadway. Can you believe it? <laughs> About a serial yeah. killer. Um, weirdly enough, I don't think my wife has seen this movie. Um, I don't know because she loves musicals, loves 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 musicals. I don't know how she would do from a, a blood perspective because there's a shit ton of blood in this movie. But yeah. I would like to eventually try this with her to see if she likes it. Um, the music, I'm sure she would love, because there are some bangers in this movie. But oh, yeah. Johnny Depp plays a barber who was wrongly accused of a crime so that the judge, played by the late Alan Rickman, rest in peace, um, can can get his wife, essentially. Um, classic tale of jealousy and whatnot. Um, Sweeney Todd is released from prison, comes back to London under a new alias because his, his, his real name is Benjamin Barker, but he comes back with a new look and a new name so that his ultimate plan is to get, get back at the judge because supposedly his wife, um, was committed to an insane asylum by the judge because she didn't like reciprocate his love or whatever. And she eventually passed away. Um, so Sweeney Todd wants to get revenge on this conniving judge. Um, and he deduces a do what? Is that understandable? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and he partners up with Helena Bonham Carter, um, who is this pie shop owner whose meat pies are horrendous. They're the they're the worst pies in London, as this as the song says. Um, but through a couple of unfortunate events, they decide to team up. Sweeney Todd takes the room upstairs to be his barber shop, and they rig it up to where he kills his clients and they fall through a trap door right down to like the boiler room of the restaurant where their bodies are ground up and made into meat pies to sell to the public. It's really grisly. It's really shockingly violent to be put on Broadway, but you can get away with anything on Broadway, man. They do all kinds of shit up there. True. Um, Spam it's a, a really horrific. Back. Do what? Spam a lot's back. The Monty Python and the Holy Grail Broadway version. Oh shit. Oh, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> it's that's so hilarious. good. It's been gone for like 20 years, but it's back, baby. Oh, that's nice. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, Sweeney Todd kills a whole bunch of people, um, mainly by throat slitting, but there's a ton of sh there's a shit ton of blood. Holy crap. Uh, this is a very violent movie. Don't let don't let the, the musicals uh, the, the, don't let the music um, 
am I trying to say? Don't 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 let it uh, uh, convince you otherwise. This is a very dark and very violent movie, um, but I really like it. It's it's a fun movie to watch. Um, it's a satisfying revenge story, even though Sweeney Todd is kind of a despicable character. You you still feel for him because of what happened to him was very very unfair and despicable, and you really want to see this judge get it, um, and get it he does, but. It also has a very tragic twist ending that, in a way, is satisfying because it comes full circle, but it's also, don't watch this movie if you want a happy ending. It does not have a happy ending. <laughs> it ends very depressingly, but in a way that makes sense as far as the, 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 the lessons in the plot and how, you know, revenge is a, is a dish best, best served cold, and... You, we find that out at the end of this movie that it doesn't get you anywhere. It it just makes things worse. So, yeah. but it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. It's not scary, and so it's not a movie to watch if you want to be scared. It's definitely a movie to watch if you want to see a whole bunch of blood and a bunch of people getting killed. Um, but just be aware, it is a musical. So if you don't like musicals, you may not care too much for this movie. But the story and the violence should be enough to to still win you over despite that but i myself I, i'm a fan of the music in this movie it's very earwormy um even though i haven't seen this movie in a long time there's still some uh i still remember a lot of the music in this movie just because it's very catchy so i enjoy this movie a lot um i have no clue how it is on rotten tomatoes so it'll be, it'll be a surprise for me yeah. um... <clears throat> i'm just thinking a straight 50 percent. i think it's you know 50, like it's Decent. 60. I think the audience score is going to be higher. Is there an E? That's not uh, yes, E-E-N-E-Y. 2007. 86. Oh, wow. That's a lot higher than I thought. 86 Damn. from critics and 81 on audience. Wow, I was wrong on both accounts. Damn, people love this movie. Cool. Shit. Yeah. I'm happy to see that. It's a great movie. Oh, More people should watch it. I think it's very underrated. Yeah. All right. I don't think you've seen this one, right? This next one. Is it the first or the second Terrifier? This is the second one. No. Um, I remember we, we talked this, about it, but I don't remember. I think I read the synopsis on Wikipedia just because I wanted to know. Okay. Fair enough. And it didn't uh, seem like a very. It didn't seem like the kind of movie that I was going to be spoiled of anything plot-wise because there's barely a plot to these movies. But I wanted to like read the descriptions of the kill scenes because apparently it's very violent. Oh my god, yeah, it's 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 perfect for you. Even after you've read them, just yeah. seeing what you you know what read, I did. Insane. I did actually look up the the the, the oh the bedroom, bedroom one you saw. Yeah, that's I, right. yeah, I, I did okay. see that, and oh my yeah. god, <laughs> yeah, they went ballistic with their fucking prosthetic and Jesus Christ, fucking... how was that woman still standing? It makes not, no sense. She wasn't standing, but how was she? How was she? How was she not dead two minutes ago? Yeah, it's it's insane. They they went all out with just like practical effects and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which Jesus is the main really, the, It's pretty much the only reason I included on here. I I enjoyed the movie as a whole. Uh, the plots, uh, honestly, I don't know. There's a girl <laughs> trying to do something, and she's a Valkyrie or something. It was really weird. The ending. Um, mm-hmm. But we're not here for that shit. We're here for Art the Clown. Uh, Hell yeah. Coming back 10 billion fold from the first movie, which is also a really good film. I love the first Terrifier. Um, mm-hmm. 
But part two, man, art is he's just art, my guy. Like he he goes absolutely fucking falls to the wall in this movie with the kills. It's fucking insane. The 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 effects are they just had fun creating. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's all it was, especially the infamous bedroom scene. Um, oh my god. Dear listeners, you don't know what what we're talking about. Yeah, I can't believe it. And from what I saw, it actually got pretty decent reviews. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how people liked it a lot. Yeah, that's uh, that's insane. But yeah, dear listeners, the 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 inf- the bedroom scene from Terrifier Two. Like if if you're anything like us, and I feel like by this point you would kind of get a taste of what Joe and I like. If you're anything like us, look up the watch the movie. But if nothing else, look up the bedroom scene. If you're not like us and don't like this kind of stuff, stay far, far, far away from that scene. Yeah, it is. I guarantee you it's nowhere near where you have like an idea of what you're going to be Mm -hmm. going into. It's nope. Way the fuck out there. (laughs) It it is absurd. It was almost it was almost too much for me. Like if that's saying something like I was watching and I was just like, Jesus Christ, because it just doesn't end. It just keeps going. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, that is is crazy. Go watch the movie. It's it's fun. Mm-hmm. Don't pay attention to the plot. That's all you need. Yeah, no plot um, is non-existent. You're there for a a, a surprisingly well acted clown uh, kill a whole bunch of people. Yeah, he doesn't even speak. He's great. Nope, but his pantomiming and everything is is actually really good. Yeah, he's he's incredible. David Howard Thornton is his name. I'm feeling uh, 82. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's probably about where I would put it. Low to mid-80s. Let's see what, what the first one had, to 55 to an 85. Wow. 85, wow. I, I couldn't believe that when I saw that. Like, how in the world? 85% for critics and 80% for audience. That is insane. For a movie that has no plot. <laughs> yeah, and it made it to theaters. The first one didn't even do that. That's it's crazy. Wild. Like... Even even if I haven't I haven't seen this movie, and even if from like a a, a critical point f- from a critical standpoint, like there's not a lot to this movie, I still am very supportive of this small crew. You know, it's it, indie is all get out finding the success that they've had with this movie. Like I I like that. I'm I'm proud of them. Same. It's nice to see. Yeah. All right, this next one is is my baby. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. I know I've said this for a couple of these, but this is legitimately probably like number two or something like that of just movies of all time. And I actually watched it last night. I watched it with my wife, and we introduced it to her best friend. So I'm fresh off a watch of this movie. Uh, It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, This is the original from 1974, so just one year after The Exorcist for context. Um, this is a phenomenal movie. I've talked about it before, so I won't go too deep into it, but it's essentially kind of the same deal with Saw. It was made by people um, with a very, very limited budget over a very limited amount of time. Um, but despite that, it's a very well-made movie. Like, I was paying close attention to the cinematography last night, and there are just excellent camera shots and camera techniques used in this movie. Um... There's one scene towards the end, like, like like the dinner scene, which is mainly which is like ninety percent screams. 
Um, but the camera gets so close to Marilyn Burns' eye as she's screaming. It's bizarre. I don't know how they managed to do that with the technology they had back then. But what they didn't have in terms of, like, you know, special effects or set pieces and stuff, they made up for with with camera work. The way that the camera moves and the shots that it gets, it's a very well-made movie. I'm always very impressed when I watch this movie. Um, from a plot point, it's very simple. It's just some kids who are uh, stumble upon this old farmhouse and they're terrorized by a, a cannibalistic family, one of which is the iconic Leatherface who wields a chainsaw. Very straightforward, very simple, but I love this movie because of how it was made and just the the dedication that went into it and how it was made with next to nothing, but it ended up 50 years later, it's still a classic. Um, mm -hmm. It kind of has the saw and the human centipede, centipede effect where people remember it as being a lot more gory and violent than it actually is. There's actually very little blood in this movie. Most of it is implied or off screen, but from the way the, the, the camera works and the way the, the scenes play out, you think you see a lot more than you actually do, um, which is very impressive. It was a good technique to save money, but also to instill terror in the audience. It's kind of um, like with uh, Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street, where people only now realize that he's only in like six minutes of the first movie, and that's it. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much good camera work will work for you. In making yeah. the audience think they saw something when they actually didn't. Yeah. So, I absolutely love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Not just one of my favorite horror movies, but just from a filmmaking perspective. I adore this movie. Um, I absolutely hate that most of the sequels that they've made and the reboots are not very good. Um, the the second one, the part two, part two isn't bad if you are okay with them leaning more into comedy. Um, the second one is wild. The Breakfast but it's, Club it's, it's poster. Still... <laughs> yes, it's very funny. This uh, two is is good for a completely different reason that the original is good. Um, the 2013 um, sequel, just called Texas Chainsaw, I actually like a lot because I like what they did with the story. Even though it's not a very good movie, I still have a soft spot for it because I saw it in theaters and I thought it was really cool. Um, the 2003 reboot with Jessica Biel, I think, is a pretty solid remake. Um, even though Jessica Biel doesn't look like she's from the 70s, she still looks like she came from, like, 2003, but oh well. Um, but Biel is actually my wife's uh, maiden name, so I I married Jessica Biel. <laughs> I did. It's amazing. I did. It's hilarious. Timberlake but... is pissed. Oh, man. I gotta, I, yeah, I have to stay far away from him. But, um... <laughs> The most recent one, the Netflix movie, is <laughs> it's uh, it's garbage. <laughs> no, it's so bad. I I like some of it, but most of it, ninety percent of it, is a big trash fire. It needs to go and die. There's only a tried to be bit Halloween twenty eighteen like. so bad. It really did, even with bringing uh, Sally's character back, but trying to make her badass and just didn't, didn't didn't work so they just they either need to see to quit with texas chainsaw or find something else to do with it i don't know what but the franchise is 50 years old at this point it's i don't know you can't keep doing the same thing 
but the original, which is absolutely the best, it's honestly, some people could say it's the only good one, and honestly, I would probably agree for the most part, with a couple exceptions, but it's it's a masterpiece of a movie. I loved it just as much last night watching it as I did when I first watched it, so I will never get tired of watching that movie. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm due for a rewatch. It's been a long time since I've seen the original one. I keep meaning to oh, like so recently, good. but I just I keep forgetting. It's such a good movie. It does so much with building tension and atmosphere and 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 things like that that a lot of movies from today could learn from. So and people thought this shit was real too, which is crazy coming the year after the fucking Exorcist. So viewers were having it rough. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Yeah, movies where they were freaking the fuck out. <laughs> Uh, now, from a Rotten Tomatoes standpoint, I actually don't know what this one's at. I'm assuming it's pretty high, but I've never actually looked at the Rotten Tomato score for Texas Chainsaw. So we got to specify Chain and Saw. Yeah, well, there you go. 1974. I hate that most of the people involved with this movie are, are dead. 89. Okay, wow. cool. I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's super high. And audience and critics are pretty much neck and neck. So I'm I'm very happy to see that. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, yeah Gunnar Hansen died a few years ago. Marilyn Burns died a few years ago. Toby Hooper just died like two years ago. So. Was... Apple uh, TV. We watched, it, it? we watched it on Tubi. I think it's free. Yeah, it was free. It had ads, but it was free. Gotcha. But. Yeah, I've also got, like, the collector's edition DVD, so. Fancy man. Yeah. It's the one where, actually, I'll, I'll go grab it real quick. Give me one sec. Hurry up! Run! Man, he just never comes back. The ghost in his house steals him. He's alive! Oh, oh. Fancy schmancy. The only thing that would make it better is if when you when it closes, it does the... <laughs> I could probably rig something up to where it does that. I have uh, the... Um... The first, like, limited collector's edition, uh, the steel book for Godzilla 2014, and it has a button on it. I mean, it's dead now, but when you press the button, it does. The oh, Godzilla dude, work. I used to have that same one. Yeah, it used to bug the shit out of me because it would just, just the lightest tap would cause it to go off. That's my fucking Soul <laughs> Caliber Six did that for the longest time. Fucking I would hear it oh, constantly. Man. Legends never oh. die. I'm like, shut the fuck up! I want you to die. Stop. <laughs> Dude, I love that Godzilla movie, but god damn, that got old. Yeah. It died. It actually, the battery lasted fucking years. I think it was only like two yeah. years ago, the battery died. It, it, on me. it kept going off for a while. Yeah. That bitch lived like seven years. Fucking crazy. Mm. <laughs> all right, four uh, more. Let's get through this. All right, we got this. So, this one I'm not going to talk about too much. I'm going to leave it as like the saw effect for you where I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. it. Um, so this is John Carpenter's The Thing, which is after The Thing from Another Planet, um, where, you know, 
scientists in the Arctic arrive on, they have to go to some base to see uh, what happened at some outpost. Uh, there's an incident being investigated, and there ends up being an alien uh, or an alien like substance uh, that can take control of a host and replicate them. And the reason I'm not getting into too much detail is because it's it's like a game of like guess who who's fucking mm-hmm. possessed at this point because it replicates their entire existence um and it can possess anything like anything mm-hmm. you can take control of um but this movie was phenomenal john carpenter is just a legend it's amazing um yeah it's it's really good uh the practical effects are fucking top notch this oh. movie's the design of everything is just so good. They had so many cool like puppets and animatronics and just like the fucking mm-hmm. makeup effects and stuff were just insane. And it's another movie that's like Alien where a, a few of like the major scenes were like live reactions from the cast. Um, and it's worth watching because a couple of the, I would mention them, but a couple of them are big, like cool reveals. Yeah. That I don't want to get into. Um, but it's a it's a really good movie if you're into like suspenseful, atmospheric, just unsettling horror, with, mm-hmm. like obscure fucking body horror as well. Uh, because the the shit that they created with this alien are oh my god, insane! Like shit, you just disgusting you can't fucking even think of. It's it's insane how they've even fucking came up with this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll just I'll I'll just briefly recommend also watching the. Tw- 2011 reboot 2011 yeah slash mm-hmm. prequel kind of thing uh sleep sequel it's i don't know it's a weird mix of everything it's uh, it, it's from what i can tell it's a straight up prequel because it, it ends up with a lot the dogs arriving happen. in the original one yeah and uh, it's really impressive because they really paid attention to the original movie because the if you go and watch john carpenter's a thing when they go to the norwegian base there are things that they find, you know, they'll find like an ax in the wall and things like that. And the prequel, the 2011 prequel will have things happen that set that yeah. thing up. Like it's really good. It's really impressive, honestly, how they managed to keep that continuity. So yeah. I just wish they did more practical effects and not CG. It's very heavy on CG. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of the same effect of like the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot where the CG was mm-hmm. just bad. Like nothing compares yeah. to really well done practical effects because Exactly. Practical effect. It's going to look more realistic than some computer-generated yeah. shit for the most part. Maybe not nowadays, but at that time, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely. I think but, it's definitely worth watching as well. Yeah, I think the fact that it's a prequel and not a reboot really helps it because if it was just a straight-up reboot, it would be. It wouldn't be nearly as good. But since it's a prequel and it actually does a really good job with with continuity and stuff, it's it's better than it probably deserves to be. Yeah, I think so too. I th- I don't think people liked it as much as it. I, I think it des- it deserves a little more, uh, but it got mm-hmm. a lot of hate. Um, but Plus, it's got Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it, and we've already established that I really like her. There you go. Easy as that. Uh, yeah. I know the first, the original one, is definitely a very highly rated movie. Um, Fun fact: apparently, when it first came out, it was like pan. Yeah. People didn't like it at all when it came out, which yeah. is bizarre to me. It's like another cult classic, I guess, that just got super, yeah. super popular eventually, I think. Over yeah. time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It's probably somewhere in the 80s. Yeah, high 80s, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, God. 
2011, 34%. So that's uh, that's that's way too low. What are the audience? 42. Okay. Ah, man. <laughs> I would at least put it in like the 60s or something. How does this not come up? You know, you had to put John Maybe Carpenter. John Carpenter. Yeah. Dude puts his name in front of so many movies. Excuse me, it's not even fucking there. <laughs> 85. 85, okay. 92 audience, yeah, there you go. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, great yeah. movie. If you haven't seen The Thing, it's it's probably also one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, yeah. I, I, my, when, my, when my brother Lucas was on the show, I think he mentioned it is his favorite movie. He loves The Thing. It's very, it's in my top five horror, mm-hmm. top ten movies of all time for sure. It's yeah, very good. It's excellent. It's so Plus good. Kurt Russell's in it, so with his fat oh, yeah. hair. McCready. All he's right. like the male ver he's like if if Sir, if Ellen Ripley was a dude, it would probably be McCready. They have the same hair, so they do, yeah. So yeah. both they both like flamethrowers. Yeah. They sure do. Interesting how all aliens hate fire. Mm-hmm. Um all right, so for the next one, I kind of just grouped in all of the universal horror monsters into just one topic because it's it would take forever to go through them all. Uh, I think these as a whole are insanely important to horror as a whole. Oh, absolutely. Um, because each film kind of focused on like a different subgenre of like horror at the time and Back then, it was like a huge deal because shit like this was like it was never really brought into the light. This is where mm-hmm. we got the Frankenstein monster. We got the Invisible Man. We got the creature from the Black Lagoon, fucking Dracula, um, the Bride of Frankenstein, the Mummy, like all these insanely popular, famous monsters that have been like recreated over and over again. Um, and it's it's like no matter how far into like the evolution of technology we've gotten. These these creatures have like never been done as well as they have almost a hundred years ago now, which is insane. To me. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe the, I think the only thing that could be arguably like argued with it is like the Wolfman. Um, the original Wolfman, the movie itself is in, it's phenomenal, uh, but I think like when you compare it to like American Werewolf in London with the, the transformation scene and how that werewolf looks, it's definitely. Mm-hmm more brooding from a technical standpoint yeah absolutely. yeah as opposed to just a guy with a bunch of hair stuck to his face which still mm-hmm. at the time like the, the transformation oh, yeah. they did was insane that they even managed to do that kind of shit because it was they didn't have the shit we have today to do that and they dude they still the, managed. the 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 thing the way that they made the invisible man from like the 1920s I was just gonna say, or whatever yeah, the 30s invisible crazy blew my mind how in the world did they were they able to pull that off back in the 30s it's the craziest fucking camera trick that I can like think of. Like even today, like mm-hmm. just comparing it, even is, by today's standards, it's yeah, wild that they managed to do this shit. Even like think of it because like you you don't have the technology to even try to like want to do that, but they just managed to do it with just a couple of fucking tricks of the camera. Like it's it's, it's mm-hmm. wild, and it's the same it shot. Is. It's and so it impressive. Slowly, just he like disappears. It's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Which that yeah it's that original cool. Invisible Man is very very good. Aside from Dracula, oh, yeah. I think the Invisible Man's my second favorite. Um, but yeah, like you have uh, just these well-renowned, fucking super-famous monsters that I think just like 
they're in their own realm and they're just they're completely untouchable uh i guess like brendan Fraser's like the mummy reboot is like the closest we'll get to just having actual really well done mm-hmm. newer versions uh right. because even comparing like everything nowadays to every fucking vampire movie that's coming out i don't think anything has come close to like belagosi's dracula mm-hmm. um but i don't know except nick cage obviously but you know oh yeah absolutely uh but yeah just just there's this 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 whole genre of itself of universal horror is just a staple in film in general yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. They have a cool Blu-ray set that's not not too expensive. I think it's worth getting if you've never seen these or just want to own it where they have all the originals uh, in one nice Blu-ray collection. I think I got it for like 70 bucks a couple of years ago. Oh, nice. Uh, there's like 12 movies in it. It's a really good deal. Um, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely worth watching. And I, I'll just... Uh, I know the Dracula is really high. Uh you should really watch the new invisible man because i i think you would like it It, it's so good and it actually pulls a lot from the original you wouldn't think so because the plot is so different but it 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 pulls a lot of stuff from from the original invisible man so i think you would like it yeah i've been wanting to i think it's it's been on streaming and shit now but Dracula had a 94. Oh, okay, Frankenstein has a 94. And then we'll just do... Uh, just for shits and dibs. Another one. Uh, I think the original is a 30s movie. Yeah, because it's not that one. Yeah, 94. They're all 94. Yeah, Claude Rains, that's him. So, makes sense. Yeah. Staples. I feel like Classic. the creature from the Black Lagoon is the one that kind of gets overshadowed by the rest of them, uh, which I think it stands out the most because it's it's pretty obscure compared to the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people should. I hear one. a lot of people lump uh, Phantom of the Opera in there too. I don't know really yeah, sure why. I, I guess can't maybe... remember if it's in that Blu-ray set. I think it is actually. To be honest, I don't remember though. But either way, that too, the original Phantom of the Opera. I think every interpretation of that that's story has been really well made. Mm-hmm. So you can't really go wrong with with any version of it, to be honest. Clickety clack, click, 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 Huh. This is that low? People didn't like this one. Look at the what the f- holy shit, dude, come on. Whoa. Oh, that's the one difference. That's the Gerard Butler dubs. One. Yeah, that's got uh, that's the one with that's the one my wife has. That's it's got Gerard Butler yeah. and the chick from Shameless in it, yeah. Emmy Rossum. Patrick Wilson. There's our guy, long hair and all, baby. Here he is. Maybe I was wrong. Well, I mean, audiences like all these versions. The critics fucking hate mm-hmm. it for some reason, but whatever. Robert yeah. I didn't even know he was in one. Huh. All right. Interesting. The Vich. Nice. All right. The Vivovich. The Vivovich. 
Um, this is this this will go in the same uh, kind of subgenre of horror as stuff like Hereditary and Midsummer. It's extremely slow burn, relies more on atmosphere than it does on jump scares. Um, this movie is probably it's scarier than Midsummer, and it's at least just as scary as Hereditary. Some could argue that it's scarier than Hereditary. Um, I would probably agree, although I could definitely see some arguments for either way. Um, this is a straight up, uh, it takes place in the 1600s, um, during like pilgrim times and stuff. And it centers on a deeply, deeply, deeply religious, uh, pilgrim family who are exiled from their community. And they essentially live by themselves out on this little farm out in the middle of nowhere. Um, which was built from fucking scratch. Yes, everything about this. this is another one of those. I love the way this movie was made. Um, a lot of the dialogue was lifted from actual journals written by people from that age. So most of the dialogue is like accurate in terms of like how it would have sounded from from that time period. Yeah, the the, the farmstead was built from scratch. It is this was a huge labor of love. It was they literally bought so an empty plot of accurate. land specifically to build it. It's, it's really yeah, cool. it's aside from the witch part. Because there is a witch in this movie, so there are supernatural elements. Aside from that, it is extremely historically accurate. So it is a fascinating movie to watch from that perspective. But when you throw in the witch and the uh, the conversation about religion and things like that, because I grew up deeply religious. I'm not religious anymore, but I grew up in a very Christian household. So I related to a lot of the stuff that was from that point of view. Um, So it's just... It's really, really creepy, man. Um, Very unsettling. It's extremely unsettling. A baby gets kidnapped and eaten by this witch. Um, Ralph Innocent's voice is fucking creepy. Oh my god, he's wonderful. I love love Ralph Innocent. It makes me so happy. (laughs) It's so satisfying to listen to. It's so deep and like bellowing. Like the man, like Mm -hmm. I feel like He's a dragon. Yeah, he's, he's a dragon, dragon in human form. <laughs> he's a yeah, he's a dragon in in human form, absolutely. But gosh, I can't really say a whole lot about this movie without. I don't know, Joe. Joe, you take over. I'm trying to. It's it's just super. It's creepy. You don't know what's going on half the time, but it's. Ah. Yeah, it's it's got that. Um... I don't know. The, the first time, this is actually the first movie that I can remember being Mike bonding over like seven or eight years ago. Uh, yeah. I think we were like the only people in our friend group that actually liked it. <laughs> Everybody else seemed I to hate so, it that we yeah. talked to. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's one of those movies when you're watching it, it's like, it's like, it's a very slow burn. It starts off kind of just mm-hmm. like family drama that kicks up into like the supernatural yeah. effect once the, the witch gets introduced or mm-hmm. not really introduced, it's- but you know, hinted at that there's something there yeah uh, it's probably a slower burn than even hereditary and midsummer oh yeah are, it's they don't very have, slow yeah this doesn't even have a bizarre opening scene till i get your attention this is yeah which yeah. i think helps a lot because it's the fact that this movie is so slow paced and you know going into it like what the premise of it is and you're just waiting and mm-hmm. I think it makes it worse in the horror terms because you now you're anxious, like you're like, all right, something's going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. And they do a really good job with the pacing of dragging that out so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when shit finally starts to happen, it goes all out like the family's like going 
crazy. Like, oh my god, yeah, freaking out, screaming, and getting the shit beat out of him and stuff like that. Um, but it, it also has like that feeling in the like the back of your mind that like you're unsettled watching it and like you feel uncomfortable. I don't know. It's just it, it's it's written, directed, and like acted, and just, it's just such a really well done way that mm-hmm. it, it always stands out so much to me. And I've recommended this movie to everybody that I've talked to. And I feel like, oh my god, yes! No one that I've recommended to liked it <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a different movie from any other movie that's out there. I don't know any other movie to compare it to, because there aren't any, there are hardly any movies that take place during this time, and that deal with this type of subject matter. Yeah. Um, especially like even with movies that do have witches. It's they're not like this. No, this is almost the effect of like, even after watching it and actually seeing the witch, you're like, is this actually real? Or is this just people's these deeply religious people, their fears? Are they just letting their fears getting the best of them because they're out here isolated? You're not for sure if any of this is actually happening. And this was uh, Anya Taylor-Joy's first film role. Yes. Oh my God, I love her. She's she does so good in this movie. All the actors do absolutely. They all um, are phenomenal. The, the kid who played her younger brother did such a great job in this movie. But mm-hmm. yeah, Anya Taylor Joy obviously went off to have a very good career after this. She still does. She voiced Princess Peach. I mean, that's pretty successful if you ask me. Because she was only but, in like uh, like one other thing before this, like quote unquote, like professionally. I, and I think it was like a I TV show. That this was her first one. Like she she had something as like a minor role like right before this and that was it because this was her first movie she was ever in I know that ah. uh, yeah on oh yeah, she was in small Endeavor. television roles yeah one but episode her role in the witch was show. her <laughs> yeah. yeah then she was in split which was fantastic <clears throat> she was in the Queen's Gambit which was a really popular Netflix show. The Menu, which I hear is excellent. The Northman, which I oh, also hear is excellent. Oh, you haven't seen excellent. The Menu? Oh. No, I haven't, but I, I, I would like to. It looks... The yeah. Northman was... Odd. <laughs> I'll never, ever watch it again a day in my life, but it's worth one, one watch. And she's Brazilian, too. Or Argentinian. Yeah. Argentinian. One. Argentinian, yeah. She speaks fluent Spanish. She do take that, John Leguizamo. Fucking boner head. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, the witch right. is phenomenal. I, I, I'm like you, Joe. I highly recommend you watch this movie. But if you don't like it, that's fine because this is very much a niche movie. Yeah, I understand why people don't like it. I wish everybody did. I think most people yeah. just get really turned off by just how slow it is. It's, it's very slow. Sucks. But give us some time. Really because the think ending's about... wild too. Got a oh crazy fucking ending. It it does. That movie it <laughs> it blows me away every single time. Man. Mm-hmm. Uh just the whole scene with her and Black Phillip is very unsettling. Fucking Black Phillip, man. Black uh, Phillip. What a chad. For I real. That, that dude I don't also know where cool I'd place this. Yeah. I've, I'm I'm thinking 90s. I think this was really well received by critics. I'm not for sure what is going to be audience score. That's going to be the wild card. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. I'm going to say 80, 
86. What was really wild was that this movie was endorsed by the Satanic Temple. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 90. There he is, fucking, fucking legend oh, that, himself. Oh, the man, man, the myth, the legend. Did you, did you watch uh, The Green Knight? No, I haven't seen it yet. He was he plays the Green Knight, and I was I was kind of torn with the Green Knight. I wasn't for sure if I liked it or not. I think after thinking about it and listening to some podcasts about it, I think I do like it more than I dislike it. But one thing I can't deny is that he's fantastic because he's he plays the Green Knight and he's wonderful. So he's so good in like everything he's I've seen him in. He absolutely is. Look at him without a beard. He looks so proper. Right. Just a yeah. typical Brit. Mm-hmm. Great. Look at his birth year. Nice. 60, yeah, there we go. Wow. What a what a bro. Oh, there he is. Game of Thrones. What a chat. Oh yeah. Alright. Yeah. Excellent movie. I, I highly recommend The Witch. But again, if you don't like it, that's fine. It's it's a it's a different movie. It's so much different from every other movie on this list. Even though I group it with like Hereditary and Midsummer, it's still very different from those movies. Yeah. Just watch it for the setting alone. Like, mm-hmm. From a historical it's, standpoint, even it's fascinating. Historians love the shit out of it too. They was like, oh yeah, highly appraised, it's incredibly accurate. For, yeah, mm-hmm. for how well done it was, it's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's just a very impressive feat of filmmaking. Yeah. Good job, Robbie. Yeah, for real. All right, last one. We made it Your to the next. end. Woo! All right, five hours later. Your next is. Very good. I really like your next. Um, I enjoyed it. It does a really good job at uh, kind of... I feel like after this movie came out, it became really commonplace to have uh, the, the the would-be victim of a killer kind of turn the tables on them. Uh, I feel like that became a little yeah. more commonplace after this movie. But this movie, which came out in 2011, was kind of the first to do that because the woman who you assume would be the final girl in this movie actually turns out to be extremely capable and, like, goes after the killers herself. herself. So it's a really interesting movie. Um, I like it a lot because it was filmed in my home state. I'm pretty sure. I think it was filmed and filmed in Col- yeah, Columbia, Missouri, which is a few hours for me, but still, um, I almost went to school in Columbia. There's a university of Missouri is there. And I almost went there instead of, um, Southeast here in Cape. So that's a neat little tidbit that I like to talk Fun about. Fun facts with Michael. Yeah. Um, it's essentially, it, it's, this family comes together to celebrate their parents' anniversary. It's a very dysfunctional family. The siblings are all arguing and stuff like that. It's kind of uncomfortable in a way just because it's like, yeah, I've been there. But then these mass killers kind of descend on the house and start killing everybody, essentially. It's it's a pretty uh, straightforward plot that far. You know, we've seen stuff like that before. But then, the uh, again, the woman who you expect to be the final girl starts displaying some survival know-how and starts to fight back. And we realize that she was raised on kind of like a survivalist compound. And so she's very, very capable. And no one expects that. 
the uh, the twist of this movie, because there is a twist, um, spoiler alert, is that the killers were all hired by a member of the family, by a couple members of the family, a couple of the siblings, uh, to kill their parents so that they can get their inheritance, or because their parents are very, very wealthy. But what they didn't anticipate was that the girl that one of the brothers brings home is this badass survival chick um, who essentially kills everyone else. So it starts off as a pretty simple run-of-the-mill horror movie, but it turns into something that you don't expect because uh, of those twists and turns. So it's it's, it's a really... And, and, and aside from that, it's got some really good acting in it. The writing is really good. It's pretty suspenseful and tense at times. Um, so it's definitely well worth a watch. I like this movie a lot. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I like the, uh, the, the first kill as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of just, it's like a jump scare. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is a, it was a good movie. It was like you said too, this kind of kicked off the trend. Cause I remember, uh, ready or not came out like a couple of years after this one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, Samara weaving. Um, oh, I love that movie. Which is a, that was a, that's a fun movie too. Uh, kind of mm-hmm. like the, it's like the same premise, basically. Um, Kinda, yeah. Um, uh, and then uh, there was uh, Hush, which was similar with like the final girl who can like kick ass and stand on her own two feet, which was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot with the uh, uh, the the break in on the, uh, the the deaf woman's house, uh, mm-hmm. which is a pretty cool movie. But um, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen your next. I did watch it. I did like it. It's a pretty fun movie, for sure. I think you're the one who convinced me to watch it, so. Yeah, I think so, because this is, this is like, what, 2014, 15? I don't remember what year. 2011. Oh, this is 2011? That long ago? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been out for a while. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a fun movie. I, I enjoyed yeah, it. It's, I definitely recommend it. If you like the type of, like, home invasion style movies, or if you're a fan of the as of now, established trend of victims fighting back against their pursuers and stuff like that. Almost in like a revenge flick kind of way, but more just like the fighting for survival type of thing. Um, this movie kind of kickstarted that. It's like uh, Home Alone so, if Macaulay Culkin murdered people. Kinda, yeah. And I know that <laughs> a lot of final girls in the past obviously have fought back against their killers. Like Sidney Prescott has definitely kicked some ghost face ass. But this, the extent in this movie is very much like she's setting traps for these guys. People are um, and dying. She's, yes. And she's <laughs> very good. At, she, You're right, Joe. She's essentially Kevin McAllister <laughs> in this case. So it's that type of movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Worth a watch. Critically, I'm not for sure where it's at. I think it did fairly well, but I don't think it's like acclaimed or anything. But I don't know. Yeah, I'll be interested to see I, where it's at. I feel like it's I'm probably thinking, slightly underrated. I'm thinking 60s, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say 60 flat. Yeah. 80. Wow. We are consistent. We are the audience. <laughs> yeah, honestly, audience critics liked it a little bit more. But yeah, that pretty much sums that pretty much sums it up. It's definitely worth a watch. If you're in the mood for that type of movie. Yeah. I think was it Final Destination or Raccoon City that was lower? I think Final Destination. Well, 39, I think this was. 36. 36. And Raccoon City, I think, was... It was about the same. It was a 30 flat. 
Yeah. It was 30 flat, yeah, so. Unfortunate. Sorry, Raccoon City, you're the, the shitter. I like There's a lot it, of 98s up here, too, which is pretty surprising. I'm very... This is this is a super symmetrical list. Like, it's just... Yeah, I like it. It's like a perfect slant. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I like it a lot. Each... Almost every tier has, like, exactly three more than the one below it. It's, it's yeah, really cool. Yeah, look at that, too. Three, 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 then yeah. that. And look at that. None of them have caused our penises to be inverted, so that's nice. We have a I'm not gonna lie, I did row. expect Raccoon City to be down here. <laughs> so I wouldn't have been surprised, be. but <laughs> honestly, I expected uh, Human Centipede to be down there. It's almost down there. I was pleasantly surprised. Man. But yeah, um, there are a ton more horror movies we didn't talk about. Um or even some that we may have mentioned but didn't have on this list. Like, I could have put The Invisible Man on here, but I just didn't think about it at the time. So these just were kind of off the top of our head. I mean, obviously, we spent more than enough time talking about just these. But um, if there are any horror movies that uh, you would have liked us to talk about or would like to bring to our attention, let us know. Are there any that surprised you as far as their Rotten Tomatoes ranking? Any that you thought, ah, just right? Or, yeah, just let us know. Yeah, do that. We're here to listen. That's cool. About the extent of it, because I don't care beyond that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I'm tired. I'm going to bed. <laughs> We've been at this forever. <laughs> it's been a long episode. Four Jesus hours Christ. and 20 minutes. And it's just like 25 movies. Like I feel like our video game list had, had more stuff on it. I don't know, this is what happens. This is like our it's other favorite thing to talk about, so bizarre, man. Yeah, we we love movies, especially horror movies, holy shit. Yep. So And I'll do like another abrupt cut in the middle and just pick it up like your brother for a part two and just, <laughs> just... Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably if we wanted to, but I don't know. You guys don't know what we did. Yeah. We oh well. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We appreciate it and for watching if you're part of the Patreon. If you didn't know, you can subscribe to our Patreon and see uh, our the video versions of these. Uh, we record ourselves along with a tier list. You can see the tier list as it's being made. Uh, we are going to save it, and we'll post it on our Facebook eventually. But if you want to see it be made in real time, subscribe to our Patreon. Hell yeah. Um, it's fun. You can, also you can also subscribe to us on Facebook for bonus episodes. We only have one right now, but we, we swear we're going to have some more. Um, if only people would just stop flushing their goddamn goldfish so that we have time to record. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, it, you wouldn't believe it. Mountains of goldfish just flushed down the toilet. But Scales anyhow, upon scales. Scores of scales. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know the drill. We have website. We have merch. Check us out. Help us spread the word. Give us money or not. It's fine. Whatever support you want to throw our way, we appreciate it. We love you all very much. We sure do. Thank you for yeah. listening slash maybe watching if you're watching. Exactly. And uh, our next episode will be after Halloween, but I think we still have at least one more spooky episode in us, so stay tuned. Stay Hopefully tuned. it won't be three weeks from now. Hopefully not. Do our yeah. best. We'll, we'll, we'll sincerely try not to, but you never know. Anywho, thank you everyone. We love you all. Bye-bye.
Thank you.